Jesus God. <laughs> Turn him down. Enoch can't see. Too loud, he is. All right, let's get rolling. Are we rolling? Auto West Bone ready. Sounds pretty good this time. Every time. Yeah. Mm. I don't know about every time, but. So right, making my triumphant return to the Nice Price podcast. <laughs> you know, it's fun to listen to the Nice Price podcast. Um, it isn't fun to have to listen to it after just recently having been on it, and then having people be told that you had. I think you said I had a tummy issue, Nathan. Eni tried to take the mm. zoom into they the bathroom. They said I like messed my <laughs> pants and I had to leave. I had a parental uh, duty that need, I, I had a yeah, not duty. an emergency. I don't want to suggest that. <laughs> But definitely someone that was like, now's not a great time. And um, obviously a par- talking to A parental three- duty. His mommy called him. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and talking to y'all was not that exciting. And obviously you were lame anyway. And so I was like, let me just ride out. And then only to be slandered. And, uh, Look, and especially considering you. that you would have thought of all people. I cut out the whole section where you try to take the call into the bathroom with you. I cut all of that out. <laughs> For the listener. Well, th- there were a few things cut out of the last episode, but we won't and, go into uh, that. Let's, uh, like, let's, let's chill, 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 chill. <laughs> uh, let's make, maybe we'll have a truce. I won't talk about that. Y'all won't talk about that. <laughs> Um, well, for, for the listener, usually we uh, we get together, we chit chat, even if it's over Zoom, and then we start recording. But uh, I literally hit a button, joined the Zoom, and then I heard Alan Jackson. So here we are. I haven't talked to I haven't talked to you in a couple of days. Yeah, how's Saddler Country treating you? Oh, it's uh, <clears throat> like a dream, really. I, well, I was there the other day, seeing all a quick little vid. Yeah, um, uh, for yeah. show you sent us a vid. <laughs> yeah, I think. It's it's actually a happening little zone. There's like three different restaurants over there. There's like the Sadler Country Buffet or whatever it's Sadler called. Sadler Country Lunch Buffet, the Sadler Country <laughs> yeah, Dinner Buffet. But then there's a, around the around the bend. There's a Five Guys, which is surprising. You don't normally think of that like out in the sticks. Well, isn't that that's like a Virginia thing, right? That's like a Southern DC Virginia thing. Is that where Five Guys started? I think it started that might be in right. like huh. in like in the Virginia side of DC. Gotcha. The places that they are in in Raleigh are not places I think of like that are rural. They're uh, it's like Cary, North Hills, the airport. <laughs> but so I guess here it's a little hell yeah. Didn't you have a liar's story about that when you were or some some band not from here, meaning the U.S. You were driving them back to the airport and one of them was psyched like, oh, we had to get five guys. <laughs> I don't remember that. That could be true. I want to say it was liars. Or no, li- the the liars thing was that the guy was, was like it, um... the, the guy was uh, the Australian guy in liars kept asking me uh, basketball questions. Like very, he was perplexed like, that we liked was, college basketball. I, I thought he was fucking with me, and I was like, yeah, no, nah, man, like college basketball is really good. And um, <laughs> he kept talking like, <laughs> like, like so you watch it, like, they don't even like, know how to play yet. Like he was like he was like talking about, it. and then later on somebody was, it was it, he was being very nice, but it was like it was odd. And then later on, somebody was like, "No, that guy's like a huge, ba- like it's like a known thing where he's he was like, just honestly fascinated that, that we yeah, that yeah, we exactly. followed college he sports." Like, he was like way into it, and was like, "So you really like?" He was trying to get more information, and I was kind of weirded out, like he was making with sure these you people. were an actual expert so he could ask actual questions. <laughs> well, it was said you're like, "Yo, chill." You dog. also like, like when you're driving people from the airport. airport and stuff, you don't necessarily want to be like, "Hey, like what's up, dudes?" Like you know, 
They don't want to talk to you every time. Who's, Sometimes they do. Um, I want you know who I'm going to guess was into the Five Guys, uh, previous Hopscotch people. I'm going to guess Prurient was the was the Five Guys. Who <laughs> <laughs> was like, give me the se- give me the seven the seven beef patty stacker or whatever the fuck they had. Well, there. anyone who's who's got a good head on their shoulders would be into Five Guys. I love Five Guys. As far as chain burgers, hard to beat. I mean. The Man, I, it's, it's like the it's, messiness of it is is such a real situation for me that I'm mostly grossed out when I'm there. I'll be honest. Um, I like Five Guys. I you know I, if I, I never stepped hard. if well, I, I if I never say, stepped foot in one again, I'd be fine. I was gonna say like uh, a burger is kind of a burger to me in a lot of ways, like fast food burger. Like there's like that's not that different from like some of the other fast food burgers. I feel like <clears throat> to me, it's a couple notches up. That's why I, I, I'm drawn to it. I was surprised you've so been hanging out of the five, five, guys. five Guys. Well, I, yeah, whoa, whoa, dude, that's a good idea, Matt. What's up? You're in Virginia now. Six guys. <laughs> Dog, just think about it. If there's a six guys next to a five guys, which one are you going to? Is it? Yeah, you're uh, uh, five guys. There's something about Mary Bit here. Okay, hang on. Well, in that case, let's go four guys. <laughs> one guy? Well, how many guys? Do no. I, yeah, I'm the only guy you need if I'm starting my own burger joint. I one guess guy. Be the, burger. <laughs> one guy. Yeah, I don't know. How many yuns that would move? But. Did y'all? Um, I, I don't want to get too into like COVID talk. It's obviously not interesting, but um, except for the fact that uh, in fantasy football, I think he's on one of y'all's teams, Odell Beckham Jr. Speaking of him. fantasy football, I thought. Uh, well, did you see his response to about his concerns for COVID? What did he say? He said, "Like, a uh, uh, real recognize real." He said it was mutual respect that the the the, 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 the virus would not enter his body out of mutual respect. Huh. For, so he refers to it as an entity. As an entity, he said it, that, uh, it would not. It would not inch my body out of mutual respect. Jeez, that's so weird because they just have an understanding. So <laughs> oh, wasn't there a whole thing about him being like in a shit play and stuff? There was a. Uh, it was like a. It's a very. It was akin to a. Um, Marilyn Manson was the kid from Wonder Years. Like it was. It a, wasn't real, but it was well, like everybody thinks. But it's it real blew stuff. up so quick on Twitter. That everyone's like so into it. That's um, not what I thought you were going with that. I thought you were going to say he took out his own ribs to suck his own ding. <laughs> <laughs> now is when we need that the drop of BDC. Wow, dongs. <laughs> <laughs> or no, dongs, wow, whichever it was. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Anyways. Matt, you get that anyway. voting for Howie Hawkins? I was listening back to the previous pod. <laughs> I did not. What state you voting in, Matt? I voted in Raleigh the day I got your uh, van. Nathan, Interesting. shout out to Nathan for lending me his van. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry I forgot that the AC doesn't work. <laughs> That's a hot prank. That's well, a no, sick move. Well, it, it, no, yeah, ready to go. Fill it up with gas. Not only hit does it not work, but there's only one way that it, it blows shoot hot, air. hot air. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's one button, and it's like kind of. And I was gonna get a recharge over the summer, but I've driven it like ten times total in yeah, the last like three months, and like like Liz just got a just new put car, the so down, you're fine. yeah, like it's, it hasn't been a thing really. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm almost to the winter where this will actually be dope, like free hot air, like it's not so bad. Free hot air. Yeah, if the, if the so that expensive <laughs> hot air my van usually has, but uh, so costly. But you have there's like it's like a not intuitive button that you press that I have figured out makes it. So we tried them all. <laughs> And we tried them all. Nothing worked other than hot, hot, and uh, hot and you you basically <laughs> have to you have to turn off everything, but then also make it so it doesn't have any kind of exterior circulation, and it stops completely. And you also have to shut off the right side. So it's weird. Stop. Get on the, the highway. Turn the car off. But then once the right side the was the, the only side that a little bit of cold air was coming out. 
So I would shut mine, and Dylan had a little bit of cold air, and I'm getting complaints. That's all um, right. <laughs> well, we ended up just turning working. it off. Fortunately, it was like in the 70s that day. Like it wasn't that big of a deal, but we ended up abandoning it on the highway halfway to Richmond. <laughs> no, but I forgot about that. Yeah, it, and it was doing it like. Uh, Anyways, yeah, I need to get that fixed, well, but it doesn't do it like every time. So I've convinced myself that it's I can keep waiting. Oh, uh, lucky me! <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't do it enough that I even thought to tell you. Like I, when you told me that when you came back, I was like, "Oh fuck!" I totally spaced on that. Like, didn't even cross my mind. Well, we got a slam and show for you here, folks. We got. Uh... Although I will say, I was told that I was going to get a surprise in that van, and searched high and low, found no surprise. I did accidentally leave my keys in it, and the battery died when I tried to make sure there was gas. It was like, is there still gas? And I was like, I think I, like I, I left it I exactly where it was. I checked, and then this isn't on you necessarily. Kind of is, but not Ooh. really. I checked, and then accidentally left my keys in the car. Went back in, there. they were in there it's with the car. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's kind. Of on Matt. Well, I wouldn't have checked the gas had had no one borrowed it. Yes, so kind of on you, a little. You bit. You think I'm gonna leave you with a fucking empty tank? Well, I'm not a fucking scumbag. I said that I will you say were, after, I said, after you cooked him for a couple hours. I don't know. Maybe he would have left you with an empty tank. I said. I said. I think. Yeah. That the, I think there's like a half tank. Let me go double check. And I ran out there and I did it. And then something must have caught my eye because I left the keys in the car. <laughs> something must have caught my eye. Uh, there's, there's a surprise coming. <laughs> what are you a monkey? I don't know. Well, but, then but I saw a piece of aluminum. We, were looking and we all, all know that is. We were looking like all over the house something for these keys this morning before. I was like looking all over and then I couldn't find it. Liz is like, I really don't know where they're at. Here, just take my car. I'll just hang out here for like an oh, hour. Guys, I don't know. Oh, no, it's a piece of and trash. then I'm like going and I'm like, I remember locking the car last night and like, did, did, did. like I remember hitting it. So I go back and my car's unlocked. And I was like, oh, so I didn't lock it. And then I look in, and the so keys are just fucking hanging there. <laughs> Dead as a fucking Sweet door dangle now. on those keys. Yeah, it's funny. You sous vide Matt. He didn't. And then you killed your own car. <laughs> you blame it on him. Somehow this comes back around. Uh, anyway, it's been a hell of a week. Hell of a but week. But we got a hell of a show planned for you. We got uh, we got a guest. First first time, first time, long time, will be joining us. John. Uh, it's gonna be a real doozy figuring out a fake name for this guy. I'm not gonna lie to you. What's his last name? Well, we gotta bleep well, it. I, here, bleep it. But I'll say it out loud for y'all. And on the pod, you'll bleep it. But it, uh, his last name is John Paradise. It's not bad. I was going. I was Johnny pa- Johnny Paradise. I was thinking of a rhyme, but now I'm realizing it's easier to just change one letter and it's got a cool name. <laughs> this is actually a good idea. Yeah, Johnny Paradise. This is, is similar solid. to my four or six guys idea that I had earlier. We got good. This is a good idea, cast. <laughs> We're smoking. We're, we're off to the race this year. Uh, speak, speaking of good ideas, uh, when I had the ideas to draft who I did in fantasy football. Oh, my God. I think, I think they were great ideas. This is a future situation. I cannot believe. Also, I have not looked at my shit at all this week. 6-0, and oh, folks. I assume I'm in first place. Matt's in first place? He's undefeated, dude. He's, like, destroying everyone. Jesus. It's unbelievable. He wouldn't know a football if he fucking tripped over it. And yet here he is kicking all of our asses. In- who, do th- who do you think can throw a better football? You think me or you? Me, and it's oh not even. Oh, my God. God, dog. <laughs> if, I, if, if it was out of everybody in the league, you might might somehow come in, like, 13th. Like, we'll somehow find one other person. I, I, look, I don't have a, as many athletic talents as I think I do, probably. But I can throw a football very well. I can throw a spiral. And I can let it, I can let it, I can I can sling it. I can I can throw pretty far. I'm I'm well, I can throw the football picks, best how, of all your friends. I'll say that, Matt. No friend of yours you have can throw football better than me. Well, Folks, l- if also, you think you could, this, let, let's issue a challenge, an open challenge to any listener. 
Yes, I'm fine with that. Also, do you didn't mention one thing? You keep talking shit about my draft picks. How about the fact that my number one pick d- b- destroyed his ankle two weeks into the season? I don't have Christian McCaffrey. It's not like we I made a bunch of bad ideas. <laughs> Literally the most durable person like in the history of the NFL the last <laughs> yeah, couple of years. McCaffrey. Touched the ball 5,000 times last year. Didn't even get a bruise. Yeah, he rules. This year I he takes one it. step and he falls Jokes over. Jokes aside. Yeah. <laughs> um, Unbelievable. But, yeah, you heard it here, folks. 6-0. and Ready for – yeah. Uh, there's a game on right now. I'm sure they're thrilled to hear it here about how good you're doing. Well, Matt, let me ball. ask you this. Um, I'm sure this is a thrilling thing to listen to, but are you going to be dropping players as we go or are you going to ride with holes in your bench on these bye weeks? I, uh, for for I the drop. listeners, we're in a no-bench league, no big oh, deal. I don't know if we want to talk about this. This is a revolutionary thing we've invented. I'm <laughs> worried that people are going to take our idea. We invented I a drop. new kind of fantasy football. It's called no bench. <laughs> there's no bench. And you're thinking to yourself, what do you mean there's no bench? What do I do when my guy has a bye week? Well, you either got to eat the spot or you got to drop the guy. But here's the thing. If you drop the guy, whoever's going to pick Somebody's him up, pick it up. they're going to have to eat that spot. If Matt drops somebody, he's number one, so somebody that's at the end can pick up all of his guys on waivers. I've right. dropped. I've, I've been I've been going along. I've been but like, we're talking I, about big boys. We're talking about, like. I understand. Well, I had to drop uh, Dak. Again, this is a thrill to anyone listening. But uh, Oh, just something unfortunate. Oh, he like, uh, he, like, sprained his ankle, right? Yeah, I like how all day I was getting notifications. I wasn't watching the game. I was doing something else. So I kept getting like, oh, Dak's uh, status has gone from playing to questionable. And then I saw the fucking replay. I was like, questionable? When was it ever questionable? <laughs> how about, yeah, it's, an, it's, it's questionable if it's going to be an amputation. He almost twisted yeah, his whole exactly. fucking foot off. Also, Matt, you do have Odell Beckham on your team, you dirtbag. Yeah, I said that. Or I meant to say at the beginning. Oh, of I thought I we maybe I missed that earlier. I'm so, well, not. Now I, feel I think the I only thing I really back. commented on was the fact that he was into uh, being shat on. Matt said that the you reason, also two D Johnson. Matt said, Matt said that he drafted that him, possible? but not for football reasons. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I like the way he thinks." <laughs> Rest of development. Um, you have two D Johnsons on your name. That's interesting. Hey, you have Dante and Duke. Or no, you have David, not Duke. Big D's. <laughs> Well, this is absolutely thrilling as I look at Matt's fantasy football roster on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome hey, back let's to the bring Next Best Podcast uh, episode. What, what else, is it? What else have y'all been up to? What? Yeah, what episode are we on? Matt, bring us into the pod. <laughs> Seventy nine, baby. Only one more oh, left. Shit. Oh shit! We'll see if we make it. God, I feel like <clears throat> I don't know what's gonna happen. Hey, boys. I'm surprised. I was surprised you're able to do this pod here, uh, Nathan. I know you like to watch the debates. Oh, <laughs> came in late for me there. This is the first one I ever watched. He used to say hear both sides, and then he heard about Howie Hawkins, and now he says hear all sides. Excuse me, is uh, Double H in this? Uh, right in Triple H for president. Oh, he's an actual guy I can vote for. I can vote for Howie Hawkins. There's that song y'all love. There it is. Um, Yeah, we got a, we got a stack show. Good old Johnny Paradise coming in for the first time ever. Um, gonna talk some records, talk about some. He's got some other stuff I didn't tell you all about, but I think you're gonna be interested to hear about. Yeah, I don't know him from uh, Johnny Paradiso, so I'm ready to <laughs> chat him up. What's the opposite of paradise? <laughs> Hell. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. You know, one of my this is so stupid, but one of my favorite things that always makes me laugh is that um, Curb Your Enthusiasm bit where Richard Lewis insists that he invented the phrase the the blank from hell. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is so amazing. Uh, Todd Glass and Norm Macdonald have like some interview convo where they they talk about an old old stand up dude from the eighties that they came up with that 
is obviously a no name now, but they were like, you know, so-and-so he claimed up and down that he invented the, my rides here when you hear an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> I love those little things. That's a, yeah, that's my shit. Right there. <laughs> hey, did you he say like, this is the, you said this is the job from a job interview from hell. I came up with that. <laughs> yeah, like, do, you be- do you believe him? And he, and Norm's like, I believe that he really believes that. And Todd's like, yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Uh, for the listener, Todd Glass, uh, honest, American actual treasure. American genius, <laughs> a genius of, at an art form. One of my my second biggest taping regret of my life is not having taped the last show we saw of him at uh, Charlie Charles Goodnight's. We've probably mentioned this before, and it maybe is useless now. But if you ever get to go to a stand up show again in in this life, and he is one that you can go see, it is uh, worth every penny. Absolutely, and I I suggest it. Uh, I definitely think go if, if you're going by yourself, but I think with another person, it creates this odd mo- this odd feeling of like, what are we looking at here? Like, are, is this off the rails or exactly yeah, what he uh, wants it to yeah, be yeah. or what? Is it, is it is it me next? Is it us next? What's going on here? Like it, it create it, it. I don't know something about and the room kind of comes together in a way where you sort of like you're like a part of it, not a part of the show that you're interacting. He's not like that kind of comedian, but like I don't know. It does something weird that I think is very amazing. Also, speaking of which, remember the last show we went to, and that guy he asked me he like sort of jokingly asked me if he wanted to hear any old bits, like "Hey, you got any requests?" And some guy with a j- picture of a machine gun on his shirt, oh recall, yeah, raised his hand and he's like, "Okay," and the guy's like, "Uh, oh yeah, I forgot." He got stage fright. He stage fright, sitting in the back. Um, and well, then and then Todd gave up on that bit because it bricked so hard. Even though I had something I actually wanted him to do. Any hoozle. Welcome to the Nice Prize Podcast. Um, um, I feel like there was something. Anyway, what what y'all been up to? Got my fucking arm vein almost ripped out by. His oh yeah, I saw you the other day. You look like a Red pro wrestler <laughs> with the two bands around your biceps. Yeah, Nathan Ultimate was, uh, Warrior style at an arm wrestling competition. He tried to keep it six feet apart. Hurt his arm real bad. Look at that shit, Matt. Damn, so it does listener, look like shit. He's like a gross looking arm. <laughs> they like I I was given blood. You know, I'm a good person. No big deal. I'm gonna send the link. But uh, I uh, was given blood, and uh, they fucked up and, like, bruised the vein, and it swole up like a fucking golf ball. And then they called, like, six people over. And I got nervous, like, legitimately nervous. And they were saying, uh, you know, are you sure you're okay? Do you want to go somewhere? And then I was like, I'm kind of looking towards y'all for advice here. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think it's often y'all call over several people to look <laughs> like, at a situation. It's so weird. It's kind of freaking me out. Um, but then I just switched up to the other arm. Did you get the uh, antibody? The antibody, yeah. I haven't checked. I assume I'm. <laughs> I assume I'm. Uh, what if I had? I a thought you were pro body. I thought you were full of pro bodies. Okay. Was the issue? <laughs> How do I find this shit? I guess you gotta. You want the negative, but you want the. You don't want the false negative. That's something now we gotta worry about. And it's still pending. And there's some security <coughs> in the idea of having had the antibodies that you might be, you might have already gone through and didn't even know it. Yeah, I right, think everybody's secretly rooting for antibodies, correct? You hope yeah. you've already had it and you don't have to worry about it. But then you also then have probably, an, I would assume, some level of guilt. Maybe not Matt. I don't know what if he has feelings or not. But like about the fact that you you knew it and then perhaps spread it without even knowing it. Even if but, you were being careful within, like, I guess your own so. Yeah, but there's bubble. nothing you can kind of. There's nothing you can really do about it at that point. You did what you could do. You did the same shit everyone else was doing. So, like I said, what? not sure about Matt having feelings, but <laughs> I mean, how would you know? Uh, you, 
who who traces it? Like, are there tracing uh, techniques? We've back traced it. <laughs> are there tra- Are they? Tra- are we tracing things? I, I keep hearing about uh, tr- uh, COVID tracing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a very, very. But I don't actually know how it works. You do. Matt thinks they're like tracing pictures. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't know how I, how you can actually. All right, so do you know it. what I'm shaped like? Big deal. What is that? How's that help you? It's like yeah, you can trace where you went, but didn't... well, because the people who may have interacted would have had no idea that you were positive. So then you let people know, hey, you interact with someone who is positive. Make sure you quarantine so you don't keep spreading it around to other people. That's right, sort of... hey, I, I get that, but then, then... Yeah. hang on, let's go ahead and shut down Matt's anti-science rant he's going on. We got a we got a first time, long time here. Uh, uh, also, news for you, John Johnny Paradise is your pod name. Nice. Um, nothing rhymes with your last name. Bad news. Good news. We changed one of the letters, and now you have, no offense, a cooler name than you did before. Wow. <laughs> Hot take. Yeah. Same with uh, well, same with uh, Bill Fashion. It does Bill Fashion, rhyme, but but it was really just one letter. Also, certainly an improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so John's here to join us. Um, I didn't tell Nathan or Matt Phone very much about um, you at all. You at all, cool. partially because that's more fun to then talk about it. Um, okay. But there's one big thing that I know you recently uh, you uh, you wrote about, I guess, um, mm-hmm. that I thought they would be interested in, and we're gonna all learn about it together right now. The listeners included, we're gonna get right into it. It's something called dad grass. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, what is dad grass? So it's a CBD pre-rolled joint that. Huh is legal uh i start off right there legalize uh, it baby and yeah it uh a friend of mine tried it they're based out in california um he recommended it to me and i actually wrote about it without having tried it yet i was more interested in like they do some really cool like cannabis justice stuff uh working with some like nonprofits that are trying to get nonviolent cannabis offenders out of jail prison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're doing some cool stuff beyond the product itself, which I appreciated. And, uh, and yeah, I I want want to talk to them a little bit about what they do and what their deal is. So, and the vibe of the dad grass is that it is a, I'm not a, I I don't partake. You might be able to tell, but it's a doobie. (laughs) I believe they're called. Mm-hmm, that's exactly right. Um, that's a lot of problems. It's a doobie that uh, <laughs> that I believe the idea is, if I recall their phrase, was sort of like weed like your dad used to smoke. Yeah. That it's whole... like a low, it's not exactly. this like nuclear bomb that's going to melt your head. See, like yeah. the kids are smoking. Thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad always talks about hash, though, so that's, that's not what we're talking about. I don't uh, think that's yeah. exactly So what is it like about. the meth my dad smokes? <laughs> Nathan says, hey, uh, let's, let's maybe keep the uh, <laughs> whatever you got going on out of this. Um, uh, yeah, something called Skag, I th- Anyway, um, <laughs> but so the idea being that it's sort of a, uh, I, I remember seeing the image and it was, their, their branding I also thought was great, which it was, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like, uh, it looks like a pack of cigarettes, like an old pack of Winston's. Right. Yeah. And they're doing like these, these stash boxes that are like, it looks like a cassette tape box and it has the joints inside or like a, uh, like a tour snack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A little hidden. Uh, so yeah, it, it's supposed to be a be more like chill chilled out i guess is the is the vibe they're going for and less potent so. well he uh enoch jumped right into it but let's go back a little bit what what did you write this for what, what's your uh what do you do uh i was writing it as a freelance piece my my main gig is working for a uh beer magazine called hop culture 
uh, it's like uh -huh. an online digital magazine, Covercraft Gear. And then on the side, I freelance for a few random spots. And uh, this piece on Dadgrass, I wrote for Inside Hook, which is like a men's lifestyle blog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm aware of them. I, I also, yeah, the hop culture is the thing that how I, well, I think I just met you through this, <clears throat> this store. Yeah. Um, but I came, I came to in because of Sean McKinney and he knows me through hop culture through that work. Got it. And you also, I, and I, I do have several questions about hop culture because I was curious to know, obviously everyone in the world is dealing with all the changes of all this stuff, but one of y'all's big things was doing events, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how, what's going to, what are y'all doing? <laughs> what are you doing with all this? Well, we're not throwing in And you're okay to say, a bunch uh, of writing. I have no idea. <laughs> One thing we're trying is uh, digital events, which might sound crazy. Uh, I could see that, uh, shipping yeah. out a bunch of, uh, if you have like a cool thing coming out, ship it out, and then you can do what we're doing right now and all taste it together or whatever the fuck. Honestly, that's exactly it. And like, I was kind of concerned that it wouldn't work at first, mostly because the the reason something like this would work would be the chemistry between people or you know like people knowing each other ahead of time so if it's a bunch of strangers then it can not work as well uh so we tried it over the summer and it ended up working out really well we like got beer from a bunch of breweries packed up a box of like 18 beers uh shipped it out to a bunch of people uh i think we had like a thousand boxes sold uh, Holy smokes! So, so eighteen Miller Lights times one thousand boxes—that's <laughs> a pretty good deal. High life. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it ended up. That's being amazing, actually. Kind of a fun time, and like we just we we kind of planned out a full day of events with uh, people from the breweries talking about sustainability or like new stuff that they have going on. Uh, live music at, at one point. Um, well, live like somebody was performing on over zoom and people were watching it. Uh, so it ended up being like kind of a cool thing. And I think people were into it. So we tried it again a couple weeks ago. And then I think we're going to do a few more next year, just assuming that things don't go back to the way they were. Safe assumption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been surprised. We, we obviously don't do a lot of events, but we, when we had to switch our book club to zoom, I honestly thought it was going to die completely. Yeah. Um, not a huge book club anyway. Very niche, the 33 and a third specific one. Seemed like it was mostly people that also work at so-and-so or Nice Price. You know, there's a heavy percentage of people that uh, work at the two bookstores that host the book club. I'll admit that. Sure. Um, but then we had a couple people. One dude in particular, our buddy Matt, was like, this is actually way better for me. I live in Cary. I don't have the time mm. on Tuesday nights to drive to the book club, hang out, drink a few beers, read, talk about the book for a couple hours, and then drive back home, blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's actually way easier for me to pop into my house, hop on the Zoom, and then get back out yeah. of the Zoom. Yeah. Like, I, I was surprised to learn that actually – and then it occurred to me, like, oh, there might be people that would do this who don't live in Raleigh. I, well, I also Maybe feel like we should you, reach out to them. <laughs> I also feel like you, uh, of all of my, uh, my friends, would maybe even – that would resonate with you even more because – you got family stuff going on and you already like spread your stuff thin a lot, Enoch. So it's like, if you wanted to do something like that, you actually still could. If it took like just 45 minutes he, at the crib. Enoch says that, but then also he somehow watches every single baseball game ever in every single <laughs> race. And like, 
Okay, <laughs> I do not watch every single baseball game. I watch 70% of the Nats games, maybe 75%. I do watch every single race, that is 100% sure. And I watch every boxing match of even a remote consequence. <laughs> but... You get what I'm saying, though. But I 100% get what Matt's saying. And to that idea in general, and we're hoping to get more people. Like, the last book club we did, luckily, was hosted by celebrity guest Cecilia Duncan, previous guest on the pod. Um, And a couple of people, obviously, were, like, friends with her, like, through her, so it worked out really well, but joined in the book club who were in other cities and other, like, somebody from Georgia, some other folks. So... Um, yeah, there are I, certain I, I'm on are a much smaller scale. We're not shipping out a thousand books for sure, but like right. I, the trepidation of like, oh god, how is this going to go? And then it turning out to like, oh, maybe we yeah. learned something that we could, even once we get back to doing regular events, maybe we learn something about how to do those events through right. this process. There's there are certain things that I hope kind of stick, like even a couple of years from now. I certainly wouldn't mind normalizing masks. Just in general, True. I'm down. Yeah, I like them too. Once I, I got it on, that. I'm like, this is sick. Yeah. No one can. Tell I'm making I'm weird faces. I'm sticking right my tongue out. I will say, as somebody who Nathan's got a ball gag in his mouth, and can see it. Comprehend it people harder. Ball gag, then mask, <laughs> then mask. Just likes to keep a steady drool going. Uh, sorry. Anyhow, um, so okay, so John, we've learned that you, Johnny Paradise, excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. During this time, besides drinking beer with strangers on the internet. What have you been reading, watching, listening, or drinking? We know what you've been smoking. Uh, mm. What else have you been getting into in this quarantine? Yes, please. <laughs> um, I have been, I've definitely been, I'd say like the way we met was because obviously coming into the store, uh, mm-hmm. my purchasing physical music has gone down a lot, I'd say. For sure. I don't know if that is something. I guess everyone's. Yeah, I don't know. I think mine's still. Well, I think because mine was so associated with the in person, I just end up not buying a lot if I'm not going to the store, which is unfortunate. No, but I mean, Uh, we we understand that. I mean, like we're open now. We have the five person at a time limit, but we're aware, and we know that there are people that haven't come back because it. To be frank, and we're okay with it. We want people to know, like, it isn't. For everyone worth it. Like, mm. I still want this. I'll get it someday. Or maybe I'll order it online or whatever. But to go and do... Or, or don't order it online. You want to get it. And it's just not worth it to... Like, it's not a... The risk-reward is not there for some people. And we certainly understand that. I think it means I revisit some of the stuff that I've been sitting on for a little bit. Uh, I think I've spent, like, the past few months really getting into... Like, I've listened to a lot of Marty Robbins. Uh, his... Uh, what are they, Gunfighter Ballads? Yeah, yeah, classics. That, my dad was really into Westerns, uh, is still really into Westerns. So growing up, we never really listened to a lot of country music, but Western soundtracks were like a really big thing. I think I'm reconnecting. (laughs) 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 So I've really been digging that. The rustling Uh, of the tumbleweeds. Yeah listen to a lot of like trying to get more into modern releases of country music as well uh so like uh, Dougie pool was a really big <laughs> revelation oh, yeah. to me yeah big fan. i i like i'm not getting into this i'm absolutely not going to talk about it did you guys listen to alter wall do you know that name? i am I'm, I, and i yes i do and his newest record is i think his best one 
I really, really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would be up your guys' alleys. But. He does a very interesting thing. His the record bef- so for those who don't know, Culture Wall, he's a Canadian, I think he's from Nova Scotia. Yeah. Um Canadian uh gentleman who sings it isn't technically it's not country music to your point, John, actually it's cowboy music. Like right, very, right, literally. Yeah. Uh he uh, he often sings uh covers of traditional usually Canadian, um, like very obscure traditional cowboy songs songs written by these uh cattle herders and shit that people live down on the range eating chili beans i guess um but he he he, he does those and he has a very unique voice canadian he, chili bean eating cattle herders <laughs> uh we just call it ham they call it canadian bacon but uh he uh but uh his newest record is uh western songs and waltzes um and he i think it's very good and he does uh I like his approach to it, to these things of sort of picking a very specific um, thing and sort of doing an album of those, which was what people used to do back in country music. You know, they would say like, "Hey, here's a, you know, an album of sad ones. Here's an album of of love songs. Here's an album of dance tunes. That kind of thing." Former and future guest uh, Richie Reno is a big Coulter Wall fan. Yeah, I remember that was his album of the year that one year when he was on the pod. Damn, really? Mm-hmm. Not wild. this one, but the two albums ago. I've listened to him. I, I like everything, and nothing's really caught me in a way that's made me go to it other than, you know, enjoying it when it pops up on, like, playlist style. Playlist type thing. Yeah, yeah I get that. The, the new one, I think, is the best one for sure. Yeah. But um, I will say his first one is atrocious. <laughs> I also remember you telling me that because I think Curly liked it. So we had a friend I think was pretty into him immediately. The, I don't know if he liked the first one. The first one's not? The first okay. one has a song that got big because it was, like, the stompy clap yell song on a episode of sons of the of apocalypse is that the name of the show the motorcycle show sons of anarchy so there you go sons of anarchy uh starring like uh, your boy ron do, perlman ka, do, do, ka. it was one of these like awful songs that was on his the, first record the and then the theme next, maybe i don't know i've never seen huh. the show um Matt kind of lives it. He's sort of his vibe. Um, <laughs> but uh, the in Sadler Country, you don't really got a choice. Well, now you retired from it. Now I moved up to uh, Sadler Country. Well, I put, I put his uh, put his spurs up on the range. I I dated someone back in we'll say 2011 or 12 that uh, we watched a couple seasons of it and it wasn't really my thing. Okay. I, I don't know what you're getting at there, but it's, I think it's disgusting. well. I had a, I don't, I don't I know what's a, a euphemism. I don't know what's honest. I can't tell what's going on here. Everything I said was very literal. I just also had yeah, a other yeah, thing. Right. We know you. The listener Matt watched some, a television show on FX in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it sounded kind of like damn <laughs> Anyhow, but uh, if there are people out there that like, particularly if you like, um, uh, I don't know, John. I guess Marty Robbins is actually a good example. Well, he, like, he covers a Marty Robbins song on on this one, which is why I think I got into it. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, Big Iron. I did. I I I don't know the provenance of the song. I didn't realize, but I do Big, know that uh, Big Iron. You know that song? I'll say that. Uh, good choice on the name, Martin Robbins. Hard pass. <laughs> Marty. Marty. <laughs> it works. Um, wait. I'm actually curious now. Um, you said your dad's into westerns. Is he a western mm-hmm. book guy or a western movie guy or both? I would say. Western movie guy, but he's really into like American history books. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he actually loves reading like presidential 
biographies. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's uh, his favorite president, would you guess? We talked about That is a really week. good question. Uh, oh, uh, I should say uh, real quick before, uh, John, before you guess, which I do want to hear, mm-hmm. Walt Baines's boy, I uh, texted with him today. He, he let us know that his favorite president was Abe, followed by FDR, followed by LBJ, and I asked him his favorite musical, and he said, do the Muppets count? So, uh, no, they don't. His favorite musical? Because we made a joke about Hamilton, because we said that was... Also, oh, I we I thought you were making the joke about Hamilton being your favorite president because he wasn't the president. That, that was the joke. Okay, that's what I thought. And then Amos <laughs> said, are you sure? Question mark. Because uh, no, he thought I, that I, you... We really blew by it because we just kept going, and then I was listening to him back, and I was like, this sounds like I just don't know that he wasn't a president. <laughs> I thought but that you, was the fucking joke, obviously. Yeah, I thought it was as well. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, I, I listened back as well. Look, I've and seen thought the I'd, fucking play. I get it. He I was did, some other shit. He's that, a rapper, not the president. <laughs> he's a fucking. <laughs> he's a, what? He's what do you rapper. think about those answers, Enoch? Um, I, I get. He, he mentioned Teddy being on the list too. I and LBJ was third. Um, I, I'll say it would make a good Mount Rushmore. You ask me. Um, I forget who's on the thing currently, but uh, I want to say. Ogilby, um, but the booty judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's I like that idea of only vote for who you think could possibly go on Mount. Like I'm not putting booty judge on Mount Rushmore. Um, Howie Hawkins, now that's a Rushmore. Uh, anyway, uh, good choices. I think uh, obviously it's boring to keep picking Abe over and over again, but I understand why. Um, for me, he's too far back to consider as being my favorite president. <laughs> well, I I'm not saying you can't respect his accomplishments and appreciate I'm, I'm, him, but as my, like your favorite, it's like, oh, what, what, like, you know, it's so well, it's slim pickings, I guess. You weren't alive my... when LBJ was around either. No, but he drove a car for God's damn sake. I mean, like, it was like real life. I mean, Abe went to fucking saw a baseball shit. He went to he saw a baseball game. I'll tell you that LBJ did. Like, he like did things just... that I've done. Ate a hot dog. Look, I don't know. I don't. I, don't I think love, it's mostly just love, they're all bad. It's, I don't it's, love the weird aspect of LBJ or the fact that he killed JFK. <laughs> okay, hang on. If you're not going to slander him and say that he, he did not kill JFK, had him killed. Uh, that's not true either. Also, actually, I like it better if you think he's the one who pulled the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Just trolls right. right out there. Are we? I completely steamrolled this, but John, who do you think is your dad's favorite president? I think FDR. That would probably be my guess. It's a solid choice. Yeah. As, uh, certainly the, the the most popular president in American history. Mm. As having having died uh, about to... Was he in his fourth term or about to enter his fourth term? Died in office? Man, you got me. Yeah, yeah, you still don't. think your favorite president is Hamilton. Um, so, uh, so do you, I'm, I'm curious because I, I like the idea of the Western movie, but I've seen very few of them. Um, I also have another podcast, my soon-to-be more successful sister podcast, Love It or Hate It, you're going to love it. Um, you say that. How soon are we talking? Look, what are these I, numbers looking like? Uh, I'll be completely honest. I haven't looked. I never will look. I don't even have the access to the look. Uh, I'm a guest. Quentin's the host. Um, soon. Well, Enoch, what kind of movies do you like? One of the things I'm finding out from this podcast <laughs> is I'm not sure what you like. <laughs> um, I like a documentary a lot. Mm. Whatever's the closest to having just watched, like, say, a baseball game or something like a sporting event the closest you can get to that i really like those it's like ken burns baseball ken burns baseball oh my god love that 11 out of 10 <laughs> one of the best I'm movies i've ever seen i've got it i got it on blu-ray no big deal bought the extra one the you 10 got it on blu-ray of course 
It's like all archival footage. But, okay, look, got the VHS when I was a kid. Moved on to DVD. Not surprising when I got to old, me at all. When I got older, Rachel got it from me on Blu-ray as a gift when I when we were married. I mean, it's the best. It's like a singular American achievement that documentary series. Uh, and Thirty for Thirties are good. But I do. I did watch. Um, but back to movies. <laughs> back to movies. Not a huge fan. They're too long. I've noticed. And um, I feel like somebody gave Enoch a, like a half a cup of coffee before this. <laughs> you know what it is? I didn't eat dinner. That's went, what that is. I went straight from working to to here, and I had like a beer and a half. Maybe uh, I, maybe I took what was the uh, dad grass? Maybe I should get some dad grass. Would you try that? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like weed. See, but it's, it's not what it's, it's not different. what you're talking about when you say you don't like it. Yeah, but neither is the thing that I do like, which is beer. You just like like, like I already got a thing I like. Like I don't I don't like weed. Well, that's like saying I like this one thing, so I don't need to eat. Like it, you're talking about two different things. I know, I mean, but I've had what you just other, said. But though, other, Matt, sounds like Nutrient in a nutshell. I get that. I like tacos, so I don't need to eat pizza. I like that. I get it. It stings, but it's accurate. But I I have but. You left out the part that I have had the other thing and didn't like it. You're t- you're thinking of you pot, like it, though. This is pot, though. It's CBD, I thought. Yeah. Without, like, what didn't you like about pot? Wait, is it weed or is it not weed? It's not it, weed. It's, it is. You said it was a damn cannabis, doobie. But it's not, there's no THC. It's the legal, it's, C- CBD is legal. There are CBD stores here in Raleigh. Oh, see, now I'm thrown for a whole loop. I thought it was just, like, weak weed. I mean, some people. What call is it weed? That. I don't know. <laughs> some people call it like diet weed or have little like jokey names for it. Um, it's. Did you it's, smoke it or I, I eat this thing? You just smoke you it. Both. You can I mean, do either, but what he's talking about both. is smoking. I'm talking about his thing. <laughs> yeah, you smoke it like I don't a want a product that could either eat or smoke. I'll say that. I want My to, question I want is, are you going to try it? No. Well, if you didn't like the act of smoking, like I would get that because that's how they package it no that looks cool that's good you should try smoking rules and if cigarettes were good for you i would still do it all the time i wish it was good for you um i don't know i don't fully grasp i don't think i understand exactly what what it is i know that nathan thinks i should do it but i also know that nathan thinks that pranks are funny and he made uh matt cook himself earlier so (laughs) i don't i don't you know what i'm you feel me like i don't want to I'm I'm telling you that I, I I didn't realize that you didn't know what CBD was. I guess is what well I did. Out. I thought I, I John. Can we can we get some samples for Nooch? I did know what CBD yeah. was. I didn't know that CBD that this was CBD because like I said, I told uh, Johnny Paradise earlier via text that I specifically did not research it. So that when I was asking the questions, we we're getting them fresh. I didn't want to be like you know like hey, so tell me this. Th-. Like I knew he did this thing. I looked at it. I was like, oh, that looks cool. I know Matt and Nathan are into this kind of thing. I'll ask John about now, it. Now I'll say this: so I've tried CBD and I mm-hmm. felt almost nothing. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if I had a bad, if I didn't, I got what I you thought had a was a bad so, non-trip. No, I well, apparently you can get some that's like, like there is, there's like different levels of CBD and things. Like some's more, some are more regulated than others. So like, it's sort of like olive oil, where like you just, people say like, oh, you get olive oil, it's all canola or something like For that. For the listener, I did not see. It's sort of like olive oil coming up in the conversation. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's, like, some kind of thing where, like, you put, like, 5% of olive oil into a thing and you can call it olive oil or some shit like that. There's, like, some kind of rule like that. And I think CBD is the same thing. Like, you can have different levels. Like, there's a wide asked, variety of quality. Yeah, I asked the guys from Dadgrass about that because there is that thing of, like, CBD is sort of a, 
like a snake oil thing. Like people put it in yes, yeah. like coffee and smoothies and literally anything. Uh, so their whole thing was like, it's the quality of the plant. Like if, if the people mm. putting it in coffee and smoothies and whatever, aren't using like a quality uh, strain or whatever, like form they're getting it in. Um, and if they're not sort of using the best, they call it like the biodiversity of the CBD. But uh, you have tried dad grass and you can vouch point, yeah. that it gets you high as a bitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> high as a kite. Yeah, like you might like leave your keys in your van, like, kill the battery overnight. Um, hey, that's a that's a throwback to something <laughs> I did John that doesn't on know about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so um, no, I, I think lo- you should try it if you if you were interested. I'll say this: the more people want me to try it, the less I want to try it. Mm. That's one hundred percent. Not easy, <laughs> not easily succumb to peer pressure. <laughs> um, but. Uh, well, and like, uh, I don't get it. We, we were talking about movies, and then all of a sudden, y'all are trying to get me blazed. I don't know what happened. Yeah, movies and blazing, that's like, I love like it. peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> movies and blazing. Spaghetti and meatballs. Um, I will say, I just watched a movie uh, last night for an upcoming episode of uh, my, I want, my what movie. Eraserhead? Slum- Slumber Party Massacre 2. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love it. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil that pod, but. I can't imagine you enjoyed that. I'll tell you this. I, I give movies a lot of credit if they make you think about them a lot afterwards. Um, you lose points if they make me go, wait, what the, like, who was, who, who was that guy? What did he, wh- how did this even happen? This sort of thing. So, well, isn't, I mean, I don't, it, it sounds like the type of movie that's supposed to just be kind of like campy and goofy. And it, it, it is. And then it goes into, it, it does a cup, makes a couple of very interesting decisions. And then it it goes into a place that is like interesting. There's some things about it I didn't expect to be nearly as cool as they were. So there's parts about it I liked, and then it went to a place that's like, what the fuck did I just? <laughs> I'll say one Bill Fashion, uh, future guest on that pod, suggested this one. <laughs> and uh, did you like it more or less than Layer of the White Worm? Hmm. More. Hmm. More. Yeah, there was a couple things about it that I thought were like uniquely they were very creative and interesting layer the white worm i felt was just like uh i found a an old like english fairy tale wrapped up in some goop but with with uh now i was actually you know what i shouldn't say that i i haven't thought about comparing those two directly i'm glad you asked that maybe you should be on the pod um, not Matt Phone, but um, nope, right. won't do it if even if you need. Uh, hey, uh, Johnny, couldn't, Johnny couldn't care less. But the reason about is, there was this... that there was a couple of scenes in Layer of the White Worm, particularly that gnarly scene with that kid, the hitchhiker, that were like I thought so well done and so upsetting and like awful, intentionally awful. That um, that I I I was like that was re- that was that was great. That was well done. That that thing. So I don't know. Johnny Paradise, you got a favorite uh, spooky October Halloweeny movie? Well. I just watched uh, Evil Dead for the first time, which is oh, first time. great. Hell yeah. yeah. No spoilers, uh, please. Did you I, love I, it? Have haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Please don't spoil it. I have haven't, you, no. You haven't seen it's any like of the other ones? It's recommended, but I've like never given it a shot. I don't know why. Did, did you get a kick out of it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, like yeah. really campy, but like really good. You got to keep going. The second one's the best one. Okay. How many I'll are keep there? going for sure. Mostly just two. I mean, there's a newer one. And then but, there's a TV show now, right? Like, I the think TV making... show's good. The newer okay. one, I think, is still good. 
Hmm. They ha- they have like kind of like a remake type thing that I also enjoyed. Nathan's all in, dude. He's big on the franchise. They haven't really put out anything. I, I would say everything Evil Dead related is. You're a Bruce if, Campbell head. If you if you've enjoyed one of the movies, then you will at least enjoy all of them a little bit. So you're into the EDCU. That's correct. Yeah. Interesting. I think the one downside from watching it at this point was like knowing that Bruce Campbell was the only name. You know that like survived through the first yeah, one. Yeah. My fiance was watching it and Rag. she was like, "Who? Do you know who survives?" And I was like, "Yeah, like the famous one." She's like, "Who's the famous one?" <laughs> See, <laughs> that's well, yeah. yeah even that's relative. Yeah, to her. Has point. she never seen Burn Notice? Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> Are you sure about this, John? <laughs> yeah. But ask her about Burn Notice before y'all like sign any paperwork. Let's make sure. Uh, yeah. Um, characters, welcome here on the Nice Price Podcast. Um, uh, so we we covered briefly what your dad's into, um, mm. and I know you're, you like you've been listening to Culture Wall and Marty Robbins. Did you have a chance to l- read anything? And besides the Evil Dead, have you watched anything else in quarantine? Um, and yeah, then I, we, sorry, we watched uh, Chernobyl, the HBO series. Oh damn! See, I've been meaning to watch that because I've. I would really I'm stuck in book jail. I have that book about that. I think the the book that the series might be based off of okay i have a, a bio a basically a biography of chernobyl and i've been sitting on it waiting to read it and so i have been refusing to watch because i want to read so i'm stuck in I, I call it book jail when did that come out and i only asked because i i, I yeah, certainly no, I watched it but year. i can't but time is so what is time what is time? uh i can't remember if i watched it beginning of quarantine or just some other time in the past mm-hmm. but i certainly watched it no, it was really good. I like last it a lot. year probably. I've heard nothing but good things. I also heard it so um, kind Bleak. of just just yes. like depressing that I I, yeah. I was yeah. like not sure. If you I don't wanted say. To, yeah. Hmm. Well, not only the yeah the subject matter obviously, but just the t- like the tones, the way it just looks, everything is just like. Well, didn't it look like shit before the meltdown? Like it was a <laughs> like the whole place was miserable before they had. A is this episode meltdown. one or episode six? Hey, just let it melt down. It couldn't hurt. I think that was the last thing they said right before it all went down. Is anyone even going to notice? <laughs> hey, what's this light here? It's blink. Anyway, um, uh, what? Uh, okay, now I do have a question about. Um, this is I'm I'm trying to turn the question on to you that gets asked to me a lot, which mm-hmm. is that when you work in a certain thing, people assume, like people assume that I have four million records, that I have so many records I can't even like open my door. And that I have like a ten thousand dollar turntable sometimes. Mm. Like people assume that because I work at a record store, I'm like just live, eat, breathe. I do like records a lot, but like there are people that obviously know more and like. I'd say certainly less over the past few years. Who's me? Yeah, I like records more. You like them more. I think that. Wait, music or record? What are we talking about here? I don't. Records. I don't know. I think, I, I, I I think like, that, that maybe there's there's some other people that work at the store that you're 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 projecting. Yeah, I like records more. Um, I buy more oh. records probably as new music is concerned now than I ever did. Mm. That's for some reason surprising here. I, for some reason in my mind, you were like kind of like over records. I think. <laughs> Not totally in your life, like never going to buy another one, but just like, just like that, that was your a damn shame. No, it's a fucking shame. Do you need to, do we need to take a second? I dropped, uh, it didn't, it's not open. Okay. I, I just now can't open it. I dropped a Miller light on the ground. What's the opposite of opening one song? 
What's the... We have a song for opening oh, up. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. I'm going to get myself out of this. How many people right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Anyhow, my question to John is, you work in the beer industry. Uh-huh. Um, what is, like, um, what are your normal... I used to. No big deal. A little less involved. It's like the smallest deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That was the joke. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure it was, yeah, Matt. Right. Now, nice, I don't, nice, I nice cover, bud. You're the guy who, who like, like, oh, yeah, no, I, I work at Harvard. Like, what do you do? Like, oh, I like mop the floors, take out the trash. Go on with your question. <laughs> then he solves the math problem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. At least on the, that's on not the, Matt. Matt's the other janitor. <laughs> yeah, Matt's the janitor who tries, tries to erase it. Custodian dick. <laughs> <laughs> also, no shame on any job if no, you do man, it. There are people that make a it living hurting other it. people for a living. So, like, mm-hmm. I have absolutely, I, I'm very anti that. But, um, Ooh, I'm I'm very curious to know because I'm sure that other people know is what is your actual beer life like your uh uh how frequently what are your thoughts how does it how do you interact with it in your personal life and do you even drink now obviously you drink beer I'm sure but like mm. do you do that thing where you don't um you save certain things or whatever or you how does it affect how does working in the beer industry affect the way you deal with beer in your daily life No I hear what you're saying I like it's, this is not a brag at all. It's going to sound like a brag, but I just haven't bought beer in months just because either we get it for like an article or like it's an not article and it's certainly a brag. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, I think it's like probably similar to how y'all are with, with records. Like either you have it at the store or, or you don't feel like you need to get something maybe. Um, I wish I felt like that. I'm I'm Fair. the the thing where I wish I didn't. Sometimes I wish not that I don't work at a store, but I like buying records and I get excited when certain releases come out. And that excitement is not the level that it used to be because I like know ahead of time and I have to like order it and then it comes in and then I have it and then I can like just take it whenever I want to. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Not take it, but like, yeah, yeah. Like it, it lessens some. Like it is the idea of going into the record store on the day that a record comes out that you're you're looking forward to and getting it and taking it home and listening to it. That doesn't happen in the same way that it used to. Yeah, that's not. magical. And like You're that right. is kind of the bummer for me. I don't, there's times I wish I could just shop at a store. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of what I was getting at. Like, if we were to go like out of town for a weekend, and I would, I feel like would we go to like the new? Would we go to like the record store in that town, or would you give a fuck about going to? No, I go to everyone. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I always go okay. to the record. I was and, talking. I'm in Enoch specifically. For some reason, I felt like we had had a conversation. Book, I will could, say, like, bookstores are more so for me. I definitely hit up every bookstore, like used ones for particular. Um, and I don't buy new records at other stores because, like, obviously, I get them my, sure. myself. But um, I do start to check them Still out. Still looking do, for used stuff. Yeah. Do you have records that you're like? Oh, I can't wait till I find this in the store. There's a couple of things. They're honestly like so absurd that like where I like and they're like so like collectory niche. Like it's not even like like it's legit like a couple of like Alan Jackson records that weren't released on vinyl in the US. So all the copies are in Europe. So I'm like never gonna pay a hundred dollars plus fifty dollars shipping. Or and I, this is a another dumb thing. Like I collect boxing records, like records that are done by boxers. So like, um, so dumb. I was not expecting that. Yeah. So like, there's a, so like I keep an eye out for those kinds of things and you just need to like, you got to see those in the wild. A lot of times you got to check around too, because different cities have different stuff. I have found that you can find easily more easily bands that are local to that city 
which maybe have rare records in the rest well, of yeah, the U.S. Naturally. That's for sure. And so I have lucked out in different cities finding bands that are local that probably put out like 10 times the records in that one city or something like that. And then also just randomly you'll get other stuff. I got that Link Ray first press, the self-titled, yeah. in, in a record store in Burlington, Vermont for like fucking $15 when it was like out out of stock everywhere, couldn't find it anywhere else. And it was just yeah. like in this fucking like thrift store, like bookstore. And some of that is like is like a scene too. Like I'm sure that, you know, years from now, uh, people are going to be flipping through the bins at like Cause for Pause and like, why are there so many like, I don't know, uh, Zephaniah horror records in this bin? And it's like because like a you know in an area a certain artist like gets picked, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Like that can happen all over the place right. and happen prior. Um, but I, I, I will say this: I don't sit down in my house and listen to records nearly as often as I used to. Mostly because I listen to them so so much music just in general at work. Um, but I have just changed that. Just got a slightly new setup. I'm about to be listening to even more records than ever before, I think. Huh. I can I can bring this back to beer. Um similarly similarly to where you find certain things in the market at certain stores. I, I remember there would be times where people would come into where I used to work. Let's say like let's say a, a hot beer was put out and tasty was that a, or at, uh, Adam and Eve or <laughs> uh, Tasty or State of Beer would be like we have this beer and then later that day, it would be like, we sold out. We only have one four-pack per guest or whatever. But you could go to like Peachtree Market or weird places like that, and they would kind of have several because you just yeah. wouldn't think to go to that place to buy it. But they order enough beer from these from these distributors that they kind of hook them up sometimes. Peachtree Market sells a ton of beer, Fuck. and they, have, they sometimes have weird, rare things, and people don't think to go there to buy the hot new shit, but... If other places are sold out, sometimes you'll find them uh, at weird other places. I remember before I knew, um, this is when I very first started working at Nice Price. I was like just out of high school. Chris Jones was working there, and we were talking about stuff. And he said he was, hey, he was, he's like getting ready to leave to go to Peace Street Market. And I said, oh yeah, cool. And he's like, he's like best beer selection in town. And I, honest to God, had to ask him because I was like, so they have like more, like Budweiser and Miller Lite or less? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I, had, I had no idea what he was like. I I couldn't even like have understood what he was talking. That would have been like what the mid two thousands. Yeah, this was like this is two thousand two, two thousand three. I, I was the same way. I mean, I thought that like Budweiser was like good, Bud Heavy was like for like crazy people, and Bud Lights were like people that didn't know or something like that. Like, you're yeah, like... Natural Light was for the beach, obviously, and then like Miller Lite was for normal times, and like I didn't understand. Uh, like, <laughs> I was like, what do you what do you mean more? Like, yeah, when they. They a lot of people around here refer to it as breaking the cap. Uh, we went to from a certain percentage to legally being able to be like sixteen percent or whatever it is, John. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that. better than I could. Sixteen. Whereas it used to be like seven or eight, so you, right. you would only see those same few beers everywhere. But then when the cap became bigger, mm. all these weird beer makers from around the world, you were able to carry those those types of beers because they were a little more high alcohol. So if you were into that at all, you could buy them at places like Peace Street Market. Uh, John, when you go to a bar, do you ever, 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 ever tell anyone that that's what you do for a living? Not unless they ask, no. Yeah, I assumed. Nobody nobody wants to do that, though. If somebody asks me what I do for a living, I uh, nobody. Uh, what, what do you, I've never even seen you admit to owning Nice Price. It's just a, that might be the first time it's ever been mentioned on the fucking pod. <laughs> I mean, I work there, if that's what you mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, no one does. It's awful. But like, uh, well, but I'm saying when he's at a bar and people are like talking about beer, there's no way you ever want to fess up that like, oh god, I don't want to mention that I know more than they do because then they're gonna. No, ask my least favorite questions. thing is like trying to come off like, like I know more than anybody else. That sucks. Well, yeah, what you should do is just make sure that you everything's a beer bong, and you're just like housing everything, and then it like then they're just like, oh, he's this guy. They're right. never gonna. They're never gonna guess that you're the beer guy if you're drinking it all in between three and four seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just assuming. All right, Johnny Paradise is here with the podcast. We talked about westerns. Surprisingly, we talked about what I thought was weed. Turns out it's it's smokable gummies. We talked about uh, his dad's favorite president. We think we're guessing. Yeah, a lot of people's favorite. Educated guess. Educated guess. Very educated guess. Oh, wait, where are you from originally, actually? You said your dad's in American history. Uh, New you? Jersey. Whoa. Did you know that? I thought you knew that. Uh, I'm sure I knew you. I, well, no offense. I knew you weren't from around here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I didn't. I, I Gave it away. I, I, <laughs> I could have made a couple of, edu- speaking of educated guesses, I think I would have narrowed it down between one and two states where you're from. But um, <laughs> both start with new. Uh I, uh, but I, I wasn't sure exactly whereabouts. Um, cause I remember, if I recall, there was a time when Hop Culture was looking for a new HQ. That's right. And, yeah. uh, like Pittsburgh was mentioned, or is that yeah, where y'all yeah. were or something? That's where, uh, like the guy who founded the magazine is based. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go. Cool. So, do y'all have plans? What, what's the future of, of Hop Culture? Obviously, you're going to do digital events, probably, you said, I think starting next year. Yeah, probably keep that going. Uh, actually, the next big thing is, speaking of Pittsburgh, uh, my my boss, kind of tangentially related to what we do at Hop Culture, he's opening up a pop-up beer garden in Pittsburgh that I'm moving out to Pittsburgh for a few months to go manage. Whoa. That's cool. When are you doing that? Uh, November to January. Do you like you like Pittsburgh? I do, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's it's tight. a cool city. Cool city. Yeah, yeah, they have like a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, I'm not thrilled about winter in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was gonna but, say, did he yeah, uh, picking a great time? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do a pop up anyway. Um, well, you could. It's a good way to keep it like uh, uh, particularly socially distanced. Like, right, exactly. oh man, that's true. How many people are gonna come out in this fucking weather? He's doing those like I don't know if you've seen them on Instagram or anything like those little pods that some people have been doing for outdoor dining, like, like enclosed little, like, yeah, that's tight. I wish they were more affordable. I wish they were more widespread. I know. Yeah. That would be so sick just to have those everywhere. So I think the idea is like to get like little space heaters and put them in there. Uh, so it's not unbearable. Yeah. That sounds solid. I will say if you haven't been the Andy Warhol museum is in Pittsburgh. I know I haven't been yet, but I really want to go. I've heard really good things. It's very cool. Um, Huh, so that's cool. And then what and so the freelance stuff you just sort of when I just you see a thing yeah. that you think is interesting, you pursue that thing. Yeah, exactly. Like with that grass, I just had a friend who tried it. I thought it was interesting and I reached out to a few different places about it. And then Inside Hook was the first person to come back and say, Hey, this sounds kinda cool. That is cool. Was uh anything else you want to plug here before we wrap up? No, that's about it. Very cool. Well we got um well, oh, I, I do want to ask this. Um, I'm assuming you've been listening most things streaming-wise. Mm. Uh, I, I realize that time has been moving at a different pace. What is time? What is time? Um, but do you have an idea of what would be, like, say, your album of the year or your 
or or do you have a kind of thing of that? And then I also follow up question: Do you have any thoughts about Bill Callahan or David Bowie upcoming? So I'm a big Bill Callahan fan. I texted you. Oh. Like, I, I texted you like slightly about it, but I don't know if I gave away that I'm a big fan of his. You, you uh, mentioned that you were you were like maybe looking forward to it or keeping an eye ear out for it or something like that. Yeah. So it was it was uh, fun to discover that along with you guys. <laughs> uh, but what yeah, were, I'm, what were you gonna say? What was your what's your number one? Do you have a number? Did you make a list, or do you just have like your mental? I, I would say like, I'm. I would agree with Knock Knock. That is probably also my number one. But I have some of his Bill Callahan stuff probably higher on my personal ranking than the Discovered ranking. Hmm. Like Apocalypse and Dream River. A little bit higher in my mind. Yeah, it's interesting what you learn through, through a scientific process. Um, <laughs> that sounds. But, uh, in, t- in terms of what I've been listening to, like I, I've actually been listening to the Nap Eyes album a lot. I love that record. Uh-huh. I, I listen to that record. I still have been listening to that, like you know, every couple of weeks, a couple times through. I've also been going back and listening to a lot of the older Nap Eyes stuff. More Fish Rock Scale, I think it's called. I think that's a Ghostface record. <laughs> that's uh and rock fish scale something like that um ah god darn it uh but no, that, yeah that nap eyes rips I, I still love that record i saw them when they opened for destroyer and you went to that show yeah that was the last it was like the last show in america like, right yeah. yeah i remember when it happened i remember i was already like nope not going outside all these people are gonna die like i was like already, <laughs> i thought it was gonna be like the end that of was the like world the last <laughs> outing like yeah that shit was altamont dude yeah. dan Bay was like joking about it at the time he was like this is the end of the world thanks for joining us like yeah no it really felt like that time. i mean I, I went to a show the what the fuck was oh the daniel romano we we me, me and matt uh that matt's last show was paradise motel lounge very, <laughs> uh, very, very last show uh, uh, daniel i'm gonna, romano, I'm gonna we, find we, a drum set soon i'll be taking his place <laughs> We, I'll probably um, spend about 15, 20 minutes working on it. Be wow. right in there. I remember in the back being like, "Guys, I've already bought groceries for the next month. I'm not leaving the house. We're all gonna die." <laughs> and then, and then that destroyer show was like five days after that. <laughs> like, I, I remember here we, are. we made it, folks. Yeah, we made it. Look I recall that. being on the stoop at Nice Price Junior, talking with Jason from Anaset about stuff in general. And I know he was going to that show. Hmm. Um. And what was funny is he asked me if I was going to that show, and I was trying to figure out the polite way to say that I don't enjoy the music by the artist Destroyer. <laughs> um, I was curious about this. I, why do you have such a a non like for them? Uh, you know, don't you don't have to answer that because I will say that I have <laughs> friends. I love Destroyer, but I have found in my life that random people just he like rubs people the wrong way. He's like, polarizing. I've, He's I've, t- I've talked to people who have been like, "Hey, have you heard that new Destroyer?" And they're like, "Oh." I didn't know that people actually like people don't think that he's like an actually enjoyed artist. Like they're like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of somebody else that I won't, that won't offend anyone. But it's like like you know how like um, jeez, like, I, wow, I was gonna say Fiona, I was gonna PC say Fiona culture. Fiona Apple, but like like we're like somebody that gets like a ton of press, but maybe like you don't really necessarily listen to the records as much, even though Fiona Apple. I got loves one for you, uh, Joanna Newsom. I, dude, I love Joanna Newsom. I know, but I don't. But some people might not, is what he but said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but exactly I'm, what I'm yeah. fucking saying. I, I'll say Destroyer's not the same way, where I think that people, hmm. some people, like, have just I will seen say his this. name a million times and just have never checked it out. Part of like, this I, might be... I'm expect- a big fan of Father John Misty, and I feel like he's somebody that people actively dislike. 
I think people I mostly think just roll their eyes at it. But. I think some of that's yeah, persona, that's, though. That it's sense. not about his actual right, tunes. Right. I think he, I, I, I think he's in a weird spot where he is, uh, maybe I don't want to say overrated. Like he, like he, the some of the dislike for him is by people who have never heard his music, and it's the idea of him that they don't like. Well, and also I was sort of in that, and I still I don't I'm pretty neutral to I don't care one way or the other. But I saw him at that art museum show like, with Jenny Lewis. Museum. And uh, it was not the only time I'd ever seen him because the only time I, about, it doesn't matter how I got in there, but uh, hang on, now I it got does. it. Breaking into the sketchy. goddamn art museum. <laughs> what are you no. about? Matt, Matt thinks he's a goddamn jewel thief breaking into fucking art museum. Yeah, yeah. Thomas someone Crown got affair. me. A, someone got me a a, 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 a pass. We'll say. Um, Enoch, what do you think about the movie Thomas Crown Affair? Uh, I remember think I, I remember. No, nope, I have a point. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, have a point. I didn't know you could roll up paintings until that movie, and I was like, "Holy shit, you can do that!" <laughs> yeah, just it's like a fucking map. You can just roll that shit up. No wonder they're, they're stealing them left and right. I thought people were carrying them out when they were stiff like that. I was like, "How the hell are they stealing these paintings?" For, for I'm gonna, some reason, I've remembered that that was like a movie that you had I'm seen this when in. you had only seen like five movies, and yeah. you'd be like, "I've seen like." Like uh, uh, fucking Happy Gilmore, Tommy Boy, Thomas Crown Affair. You're not wrong. <laughs> All good movies. What's better, Thomas Crown Affair or Tommy Boy? Sorry, both uh, Tom movies. Oh <laughs> damn. Well, <laughs> I guess Tommy Boy. Hell yeah, it's Tommy American Boy. Classic. Classic. Um, Matt, what were you uh, saying? Sorry. All I was saying. The only reason I said it that way is because my point was I would have never paid to go see him, and didn't. No big deal. Couldn't um, afford it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but. The whole thing with his persona being what people roll their eyes about. When I, I saw him play, that buries a fucking fifth of whiskey in the fucking art museum the day before it comes back. <laughs> Behind the style. stage, it doesn't Sprang make any sense. The, I'm like, wait a minute. Route, I thought I was going to be out here. It said the stage is this way. Um, when I saw him play live and his whole the way he like did the, the whole stage thing and like how people were eating it up, it made sense to me. I guess is all I mean. He I doesn't. Like, oh, this is like a. This is like a. It is a persona. Yeah. To yeah. say like people don't like his persona, that that's one thing. You think he's just a prick, but it, it is just a persona, sort of. It's like, yeah. oh, I get it now. He's that's a why, showman. He's that's doing kind a of thing. why I was surprised with Destroyer because I didn't know that he had the same like persona. Like, I, I enjoyed myself at the show more than I thought I was because I thought I had a preconceived notion about. Well, see, him. I, I didn't know this about Destroyer though. My issue with him has been, um, especially the most recent one, is vocally. Mm. Um, I find him unnerving. Uh, it's like a like a like a very you just aesthetically don't like yeah. The way it sounds, that. It's, well, yeah. well, also yeah, when I first heard yeah. about him, somebody told me he sounded like David Bowie, oh, and then I listened to it. I, and I was like, said. what the fuck? Um, but also, oh, I think back to the Father John Misty thing. One real quick. I think what's weird is that a lot of times he gets compared to piano people for obvious reasons. Um, he plays piano. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But like. Randy then, Newman then play a note live. I've heard I've heard Randy Newman mentioned before, and I think it's insane. But what I think is more accurate is Elton John. No, well, you know, so I get that way. Thing, I get that. I, I saw the Randy Newman thing pop up a bunch after he did that one. He did like a late night show. Yeah, Letterman maybe. Letterman, yeah, it was something like that. And I had never seen a Randy Newman comparison before this. And then he did like a piano thing where he had like canned laughter, and it was like a very the whole thing was like satire. Yeah. and it was like was born he, in the USA. I think he was he, he yeah born yeah, and it was a, a it was just. He was doing Randy Newman, like he just okay. was, and then ever since then, I've seen that attached to him. But I don't think that that's. I think that was a deliberate thing that he did. Right. Like, well, mm. I also I just thought it was like as as a deliberate. If we're talking about deliberate piano men characters performing this kind of pop music, I was like, Elton John is the immediate to me, as opposed to 
Randy Newman between the two of those, between with Father John Misty in the middle. It's maybe a, a, a maybe line. he's it's maybe in he's between them. It, maybe it's not as elaborate as uh, yeah Elton John. It's not as Matt. Do you know anything about Elton John with regards to a saber tooth tiger? I'm curious. <laughs> I've heard a joke or two about it. <laughs> so right. Johnny Johnny Paradise, we got to wrap it up here. We've been uh, <laughs> we've been really uh, cutting it up here. Um, Enix wasted. Sorry. <laughs> Good God. I smoke one dad grass and everybody thinks I'm wasted. No food. I ate some peanuts. Well, and an we're airhead. Gonna, we're going to call it a day here. Let's cruise on into. Uh... Yeah, what do you want to play? Actually, let's let all oh, the Johnny Paradise pick. You got a song you want to. What's any song in the world you want us to play? Uh, do you want to do Coulter Wall's cover of Big Iron? Perfect. Hell yeah. This That's guy gets one. podcasts. Um, <laughs> do you have one? Does Hop Culture have one? No, we don't. Oh, I guess God. a beer I, podcast. Right, for some it. reason, I thought you were meant a cover of Big Iron. And <laughs> I, I was like, what the fuck Iron? are you talking about? <laughs> Let me bust that out real quick. Hey, guys, we got we, we really locked this down on the Zoom. Um, well, hey, uh, do, I will say this. Do you prefer John Paradise or Johnny Paradise? Yeah, it's fine. Johnny Paradise sounds good. Yeah, Johnny Paradise sounds oh, great. Yeah. All right, right answer. Well, hey, thanks for coming to the pod. Um, very um, – I like to learn things, and I learned some things tonight, mostly about grass, but I did. Um, and thanks for coming on. And we will, uh, if you ever have anything that you know us to let people know about, obviously go to Pittsburgh and visit him between November and January. In um, the pods. What now? Maybe Hang on in a pod, have a beer. Yeah, yeah, meet him in a pod, Maybe have we'll a brew. Pod <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, pod from the pod. Yeah, the pod. <laughs> now pod. we're cooking. We got and, uh, Pittsburgh. And make sure you smoke some dad grass, uh, drink some beer, join their digital events, read hop culture, and go to uh, any of the stuff that they're doing. And um, yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, thanks for coming on. This is we're gonna listen to Big Iron. Big Iron, then we'll be right back. (laughs) To the town of our field, old stranger, one finally. Hardly spoke folks around him, didn't have too much to say. No one there to ask his business, no one there to make a slip. The stranger there among them had a big iron on his hip. A big iron on his hip. It was early in the morning when he rode into the town. Came riding from the south side, slowly looking all around. He's an outlaw, loose and running, came to whisper from each lip. And he's here to do some business with the big iron on his hip. The big iron on his hip. In this town, and live an outlaw by the name of Texas Red. Many men that tried to take him and left many men were dead. He was vicious and a killer, though a youth of 24. And the notches on his pistol numbered one and 19 more. One and 19 more. Now the stranger started talking, made it plain, folks around. Was an Arizona Ranger, wouldn't be too long in town. He came here to take an outlaw back alive or maybe dead. And he said it didn't matter, he was after 
Texas red After Texas red Was it long before the story was relayed to Texas red But the outlaw didn't worry Men that tried before were dead Funny men that tried to take him Funny men that made a slip Funny one would be the ranger With the big iron on his hip Big iron on his hip Well, the morning passed so quickly It was time for them to meet It was twenty past eleven when they walked out in the street. Folks were watching from the windows, everybody held their breath. They knew this handsome ranger was about to meet his death. About to meet his death. There was forty feet between them when they stopped to make their play. And the swiftness of the rangers still talked about today. Texas red and not clear leather for a bullet fairly ripped. And the ranger's aim was deadly with the big iron on his hip. The big iron on his hip. It was over in a moment and folks had gathered around. There before them of the outlaw on the ground Oh, he might have went on living But he made one fatal slip When he tried to match the ranger With the big iron on his hip Big iron on his hip Big iron, big iron When he tried to match the ranger With the big iron on his hip here we are folks how'd that one treat you they got a culture wall with a big iron big iron big iron as i like to call it and um you have you're gonna we're gonna keep trucking here it is trucking season after all by god only a couple episodes left season finale coming up we think stay tuned for the season premiere could just keep it in trucking season I mean, it's real shame to hear that. Uh, I mean, seasons come to an end, even if the season is as good as trucking season is. But all good, all good seasons come to an end. That's true. And uh, speaking of things coming to an end, Tom Petty's dead. But there, he, there's a new reissue. Hey, reissue out. hey, great segue from the phone over there. Really appreciate that. It moves to Saddler Country. Things get a little dark. But good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Matt. Whoa! For the record, that wasn't me. <laughs> Hey, Matt, what do you think about the fact that Tom Petty's not alive anymore? Good. Whoa, Jesus. what the fuck? Jesus Christ. Christ. Matt, come on, dude. Wow, brutal. Um, but for Nathan and I, who still actually appreciate and celebrate his life and catalog. Um, we, we've gone in pretty hard on Tom Petty on this pod before. Um, well, I will say, though, this is the this album particularly is the deepest dive that anyone's ever done on, on a Tom Petty album. This is the biggest reissue. And Nathan is diving deep into that, that the depths of this so, reissue. So Enoch thinks I'm crazy right now. But I'm telling you, Matt, have you listened to this whole thing? The this, whole thing, though. This whole thing. So I've been listening to... I have I've honestly not listened to the whole thing either. <laughs> but I have Again, listened... Again, let me... I can't... I, I so, said so this for on the, the last for the show. Listeners, 
for the listeners. We've been doing Tom a lot Petty, of big undertakings. Tom Petty has reissued Wallflowers. And Wildflowers. Wild, yeah, let's. You me. want to run that again? <laughs> I'm fucking wasted here. Jesus Christ. Give me some dad, dad grass. grass. <laughs> Good God. I'm fucking lit up. I'll leave you for a couple weeks. You are smoking doobies over there. That's all I ever wanted. Uh, but uh, so I've been I. I've been listening to the home recording section specifically a lot. He just reissued the album. There's a lot of extra things. It was originally going to be a double album, very similar to the Prince story. The record label cut it back to one album, apparently. Well, and this also, a reminder, is the CD era. So CD era. We're talking a double album in the sense of a CD. Yeah. So, like, multiple, like, so we're talking a hour and a half at least. And still, and Tom Petty also is one of the people that, I saw his daughter talking about this somewhere, where... She was saying that like he had fought when they tried to raise it a dollar, like the price. That was a big thing. That was what uh, and she she was saying that um, like the fact that it's so much cheaper to have a single CD versus a double album would like resonated with him, and that might. She's like, I don't know if that's a reason, but she's like, I've always wondered if that was like part of the decision and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of reasons that it got cut down to a single album. He was also his first with RCA, which was his first label, or it was his first away from RCA. I can't remember. Doesn't matter who. Anyway, it was his first on a new label, first one with Rick Rubin, a lot of different things that kind of made him so he's like, all right, let's just focus on like the, the big tracks. But because of that, a lot of things were like kind of cast aside and put on other records, the She's the One soundtrack, some other shit, some things great that never soundtrack. even saw the uh, great soundtrack. Very odd that Tom Petty And it is did a, it. this is a Tom Petty solo also, to keep yes. in mind, yeah. not a Heartbreakers record. Yeah, so this is like in the Jeff Lynn thing. <laughs> it's like more in the Jeff Lynn vein. Like I his, understand his how all that works, but I'll tell you what, it's annoying looking it up on Spotify. So, and then, so what I, what I would recommend for the Spotify, and here's what I've been doing, and I, I really can't recommend this enough, is going to the. Um, Actually, can you recommend it just exactly enough? To the. To the uh, uh, here's the perfect, <laughs> he amount, he of, perfect <laughs> amount of recommendation is go to the Spotify page, pick the album, scroll down, find the first one that says home recording. And then listen to those like ten or twelve songs of home recordings because that is the best like stretch of Tom Petty songs I've heard since the nineties. I feel that, and I will do that, and I've heard a little bit of that, but I mostly was making a crack about how when I'm looking for a specific record, sometimes one comes up and one doesn't, like the yeah. Heartbreakers and Full just Tom Petty. And Tom Petty, <laughs> yeah. <and then laughs> like that, it's just an annoying process sometimes. That's all I was saying. Very but nice. yes, but, to, but what I, you're saying. It's similar to what we what y'all were what y'all discussed without me with the Prince thing of uh, of how like some of these songs are gonna be on Dream Weaver or whatever there and Crystal Box. It's, it's Dream River. That was a Billy Callahan record. Um, and with Prince, you were discussing okay, this is gonna end up on this and this stuff. Some some of them end up on She's the One and other places, and then some of them never ended up anywhere. Yeah. Um, so Nathan was dismayed when he told me he wanted the new Tom Petty, which came out and we got lots of copies of. And he was like, "Oh, it's only like three LPs. I thought it was like gonna be a lot." And then he was. I did get strangely excited. I didn't connect. He thought it in my I had head. gotten him the insane the nine crazy LP one, one, and I thought it wasn't like a crazy has, like, amount of bits of DNA and shit in it. And I was like, "What are you talking about, dog? No one needs that." He's like, "I felt bad." I felt yeah, I bad. definitely need that one. There's, I was like, yeah. "Don't feel bad," but I was. I'm. I'm concerned for you. Yeah. Um. The like. See, I, my thing is, like, neither of y'all have heard the home recording section, and I feel like if you had, then it would really make a lot more sense. Because there's a couple versions, like, the, the version of California that's recorded at home, California. I don't know why, is so fucking good. <laughs> and when it's, like, the full band version that was on the She's the One soundtrack, and when it's the remix here, 
it's it just comes off as goofy when it's just like him singing it on the the home demo it's a fucking banger it's so it's more good. earnest and more just there's like, something yeah like it's so good I and mean, like the whole stretch of home recordings also they, they're home recordings but it's fucking tom petty like it's so perfect yeah like, home recordings sounds, like that's one of the things that's relative mention, yeah with yeah. the morby record who morby also did his new record that came out on the same day on a four track that's like the part of the story of it it was like he was going to demo some of the old songs from his other record he felt like he had writer's block and he ended up home recording a whole thing tom petty 30 years ago 20 years ago however long ago made a much cleaner sounding record on a probably a shittier four track than morby did in uh 2020 like it's crazy semi not intentionally but like when working on a thing, yeah. and Tom Petty's like, man, I want to forget this. Let me lay it down real quick. Yeah, yeah. Tom Petty's like Scratch literally track. just doing scratches. Like, like they're like literally just demos, and they're so fucking clear and cool sounding. Um, but the Morphe record rips too. Well, I was gonna say, so we know we, that we love Tom Petty. We worship Tom Petty. It's a classic. Um, check that out. But here's a new release. The home recording section specifically. Uh, yeah. And then. There's a new record out by what Nathan just said, Kevin Warby. Sundowner. Sundowner. I put, I'll tell you what, I tried to listen to this uh, a few times. I've been listening to a lot of uh, it's a David Bowie. From, from a lot of this. Um, my, when I'm in my car or just around the crib, a lot of what I've been listening to is David Bowie. How is the process but, going, Matt? No I, spoilers. What's number curious. 10? Shut the f- don't listen to it na- dog listening back to that episode and the moment when i hadn't quite announced the i think i was maybe just said my number three my the number three bill callahan record and nathan going wait what's your number one again like he just like again. listening back to that it like infuriated <laughs> me all over again of him like, be like wait what, what's number well, one for a second i thought that woke on a whale heart was going to be your number one and it was going to fucking blow my mind to pieces that would have been like it the- wasn't my great record number one it's the number two if we're getting into it, you also, know what, you know what the fuck I'm, I would. I thought that I was going to discover that the best Bill Callahan record is one that I've only heard a couple times. You thought it was going to be a, 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 a ragged glory right. situation. I thought it was. I thought it was going to be a ragged glory situation. You know, it's going to go down in infamy. Thirty years from now, people will be talking about ragged glory situations. They're going to know exactly what. We're <laughs> it keeps about. coming up. Uh, shout out to Dimwitty Dimwitty. We keep getting texts about this record being. <laughs> shout, yeah, shout, yeah, shout out favorites. to, uh, to Fr- Frank, friend of the pod, Frank. Yeah, keeps who's stumbling getting, across vinyl copies. Who's also apparently like. <laughs> yeah, send us one this way. I've never seen by one. some ragged f- girl, glory freak. Yeah, he, yeah, I worked Frank. at a record store for like eight years and I never saw one come through. He comes Frank. across them. Yeah, like, he shout, can't. Shout he shakes Frank. a tree and one falls out. He works at a record store in uh, New York and he also interacts with a lot of people at other record stores because of their mail. The one he works at does a lot of mail order and stuff like that. And he has in the last month run across two old record store New York guys that are like big ragged glory heads. Uh, apparently without provocation, like, you know, actually it's not a very popular choice, but my favorite's ragged glory. Yeah. And he's like, what the well, fuck? Yeah. Turns out what, it's definitive. You know what? He did say one of them. He said one of the guys like to, like that said that, like, hey, I know it's not the most popular. He kind of gave him the, the thing where he was like, this is the one that hit when I was like in high school. He was like a old, little bit older. Mm. And he was like, this is like the, the way that I really got into this dude. So that makes more sense to me. But at the same time, it's I can at least crazy. compute that a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense to me. But also, like you said, it's crazy. It's also crazy when people do that thing where they put like batteries on a fork and then like a quarter floats. <laughs> it's still science. I will tell you. Uh, oh, boy. I said That's this, in the, I said this in the text. So this isn't a spoiler. 
you asked how the process is going. I think number one's in place. I will say this concerned me a lot. I need to be very clear about this. I'm open to it changing. I'm okay. listening. Okay. I'm analyzing. I'm, I'm comparing Have you things listened to, to all it. the albums? At least once. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I would say. What do you mean uh, you would say? You did or you didn't? What's no, I, I'm, I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned. You didn't let this. me finish my. You didn't let me finish my train of thought. <laughs> I've certainly listened to every album. I was trying to think of how many times. Mm. Uh, Got it. I, yeah, but to answer your question, yes. Okay. And, I, uh, I, and that's all I'll say. As a non, I, I, as a, I'm not doing, I'm not discovering anything on this one. This is more for um, shits and gigs, as Nathan says. Uh, so I'm, I'm giving a once through and everything, and then doing just a. a Similar to Tom Petty, you're doing a scratch ranking. Yep, I'm uh, I'm t- I'm take clicking it and dragging them up and down based off of that one listen. Um, See, I now even, I, I will say that not even cracked. We're boy, we're boy record l- yet. let's let's rein it in. We're we're gonna start let's get back to this. Kevin Kevin Morgan and Tom Petty. Anyway, so uh, you I will say we oh this is actually a good. Segue. The, the, the reason I, the, the reason I started talking about David Bowie is because I was saying I started to listen to this record, but in my home and car listening, it's mostly to Bowie right now. But at work, I will put on new things. Uh, this, is a, super, this is a tough one at work. Is, and yeah. yeah, that's where I was going. It's uh, <laughs> not the most, um, not that we're really having people inside, so I don't have to create some sort of raucous bar environment per se, but even just for myself, I'm like, I got to trade it to something else here. It's yeah, very Are, are there mellow. any rules as to what genre you're allowed to play? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's whatever we want. But it's certainly uh, it's mostly me throughout the day, front of house. So it's 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 a little bit. Of, so I'll a say, lot of Eddie Vedder. I, I, I was talking to somebody about this <laughs> Edward record, Vedder. and what, the thing I said is, if somebody I like this as a Kevin Morby record, and I think it's cool. But also, if somebody made a uh, like a satire of a Kevin Morby record, this might also be hit. <laughs> like it something would something similar. hasn't clicked with me yet. Like, I'll say this: I'm all in on this dude. I, I, I'm, I'm kind I've of the same way. Like, like I can't imagine me not like kind of vibing on any of this stuff. My like, segue earlier, what I was gonna make was that like as Matt was talking about how he was surprised to learn that I that uh, not that I like records, but like still feeling the this is the kind of thing where like I I learned about him right after I never listened to the Babies at the time, Matt. I know you were a fan, but I I knew of him when his first record came out. And it was like, hey, guy who used to be in the woods is making a solo record. And I like, or the I still woods. like the woods. That Tay Diggs? Is that? The what? <laughs> Isn't it just woods? Uh, did I say the woods? I think that yeah. that's a movie with like uh, Omar Epps and Tay Diggs. Won't speak on that. Um, I do know there's an actor named Wood. I forget his last name. Harris? I'm thinking of the Wood? Jesus Wood Christ. Harris, I believe, is an actor. Um, you, did, uh, miss, you did say the woods, but I, knew that, I know that you know that band name is okay let's move along here kevin warby was in that band so when his first solo record came Great out band. i was like oh i'll check this out and we ordered like anything on woods this anyway at least one um and i thought it was great and i was super into it and so i have this above average con- not connection but like interest in like I, I i'm excited when one comes out whenever he puts out a record i listen to it and i have liked everyone different levels obviously some of my favorites some less favorite but i've I'm always excited for what it, it's. Um, I, it's that fun thing when you discover a new artist and then you are in for the ride. He and also did his first. You like it, you don't like it, but you you're always in for it, and it, that's the and it's nice whenever that comes around. It comes around you know every couple of years, and it's always nice. And this is one of those things. This one being a twist with the whole 
you know, COVID thing and like tours being different and his last record being like his biggest record, but yep. then um, not everybody loved it, but then he toured it, but not totally toured it. But then, you know, all these sort of things that coming in and out. Um, and then the other, another big record early this year that almost seems like it was from a thousand years ago, which was the Waxahachie record, St. Cloud, <laughs> that uh, same producer, his girlfriend, and they maybe were living together at the time. Like, there's some crossover. Wait, what came, uh, didn't Oh My God come out way before that? It did. It did, but St. Cloud came out in, like, March. Yeah, it's... it's a, That's and true. This record. Record, yeah, I, I see. Okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, so, like, there's, a, like... And I think it's the same... I think Brad Cook produced both of them. Maybe. Shout out. Still got to get him on this on shout this puppy. Shout out to Allie. Working with Brad. Full shout out to Allie now. B. Also, shout out to Allie B. I got a credit on a record I didn't even know she was on that we ordered for the store and sold multiple copies of. Brent Cobb, who's a country dude. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize she was on that, that she helped. Um, I think she played the marimbas. No, I'm just kidding. She engineered it. Um, <laughs> or since engineered. But uh, um, anyway, this the, to me, I'm trying to think of a good example. Tom Petty obviously has turned out to be a legend. But the uh, I will use him as the analogy. Imagine that you bought the first Tom Petty record and you th- really liked it, and then you got to listen. You were looking forward to the next twenty. That's sort of how I feel about it. Yeah. With like, I was in there enough on his songs early on and liked them enough that I'm just in for the ride. And so it's every one of them is just another piece of the the thing I'm in on. Um. But did you good. like that? Uh, I think it's good. I don't. Th- I don't know if I'd put it on to like get some work done. No. 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 That and and I. Uh, strangely, though, I will uh, say that the Tom, Petty, the Tom Petty home recordings, you could. I think that those are strangely like because it's it's Wildflowers, which is like one of his more upbeat records. So even though they're minimal, and it's like a lot of them are like him with like a tambourine on and an acoustic guitar. Tambo. They're kind of like fun this is a bit, versions. This, of is, the songs. this is a trap. But this uh, is not a safe place. No, I'm, I'm just saying that like um, I think that the Tom Petty part is like an upbeat thing, and the fucking Kevin Morby thing, even though it's a similar vibe and similar minimal, is. It's called Sundown, for fuck's sake. It's it's like a whole different thing. Well, and I think a big part of it was he's from an area of the country that is like... Kansas City. Misunderstood and maligned. Very, very and much... Confused. Kansas City... I'll say, I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. I can't tell the difference between Kansas City, Columbus, Ohio, and Charlotte. They're all three the same city. Well, uh, I, I think he thinks... Well, I think that's part of the, what he thinks is, might be the problem, is I think he thinks there's something different about the area. Particularly Kansas, I think, in general. Yeah, yeah. Um... I've never been out there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you. I wouldn't waste my time in Kansas. But like, um, the idea of um, being from a and also okay, like we're from here, right? But we also, if someone, I, I bet we would have different feelings if someone were to tell us what they think it's like like here, and especially in the, the surrounding environs, we would be like, well, no, actually, it's more complex than that, and like we think that Kansas is like simply a flat cornfield. Um, but no, I, I think I know what you're saying. I think Kansas is cool. I thought I, Kansas I, City was cool. I think that that city's cool. I never, see why he would want to live there off tour. Never been. Could be great. Um, but I do know that this is this album. I think. Was Wait, I thought you just said you couldn't tell the difference between that and Charlotte. That you did say that. I did, but I I, I think and that, Columbus. I think Charlotte's not the most fun because we think of it historically, like how it was in like the when we were in high school and like in college and shit. I think that actually now it's not so bad and it has plenty of fun things to do. Have you been to Columbus, Ohio? Yeah. Named after uh, Matt Phone's favorite president, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Christopher Columbus. <laughs> um, so, uh, but Charlotte's I, still kind of bobo to me. I, I know what you're saying. That, like when you go there, there you got the 
three or four things that you'd like to do there. You, you can go yeah, find the good, Roval, you, my I'm dude. I'm saying you can go the Coca-Cola find, 600. There's shit like that. There's like big events. There's You can go find good coffee. There's like cool venues. There's cool bars. There's like shit that you can go do and have a It's a town time. that a million people live in. Yeah, there are I mean, going to be cool lot, things. There, well, yeah. some, some of those towns are like straight up strip malls though. And I'm saying that this that those are towns that have like things you can go have fun to do. I would say when you get to this size, that size, well, we're not gonna get into this. We're talking anyway. about Kevin Morgan and Tom Petty. Um, Fuck Charlotte. Wow. <laughs> Damn, moves to Virginia, turns his whole back on the whole state. I know. Like, I would have said that. Country. I would have said that uh, six months ago, one year ago. Yeah, I bet. I thought we were all Big uh, talking. I thought we were in the same boat as far as that goes. To be honest with you, I, Gee, I hope the, the whole artist. city of Charlotte doesn't hear you say that, yeah, Matt. Nah, uh, uh, Charlotte Sorry. is uh, a, a very confusing commute. place. That I've never fully understood. <laughs> a lot of Bangalore goes. I definitely remember we we joked a lot about the fact that we had been to Baltimore like fifty times more than we've been to Charlotte. <laughs> we yeah. Like, yeah. In college, I had no idea. But um, the Kevin Morby record it is it is certainly for any person who has ever liked the Kevin Morby record. You should check it out. If you have never listened to Kevin Morby, I don't think this is your first one. That that's probably accurate. I think it's down the line, but I still think you'll if you like this kind of thing, you'll enjoy it. I also will say with Tom Petty, no offense to Nathan's opinions, I don't know that the if you haven't enjoyed Tom Petty before that the home recordings from Wildflowers. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm assuming most people have heard Tom Petty. I agree. And have yeah. heard most of Tom Petty, and then this would be like a cool thing where you're like, oh, is this? My, when I'm listening to it, I'm like, is there a version of this for every record? Because I would listen to this version of every single Tom. That's Petty actually record. yeah, it's like the inverse of the Kevin Morby. Like, Kevin Morby is if you have not heard everything, then you will enjoy this. For Tom Petty, you've already heard everything. Here's the new thing to check yeah, out: yeah, is the home recordings yeah. of Wildflowers. Yeah, I vibe on that. Wait. So, what's the jam to play? Let's play that, and then let's uh, California. We'll take a break. I, I think that that's that's a really that was a Phantom Planet song. <laughs> Similar vibe. Shout, shout out to Phantom Planet. <laughs> Look, it's the OC people. All right, we're gonna listen to California. The OCs? No, the OC. The uh, the from the home recording version. Yes. Of California by Tom Petty from the album Wildflowers, and ampersand all the rest is, is that one. Stay tuned for the wrap up here, folks. California's been good to me Hope it don't fall into the sea Sometimes you get to trust yourself Ain't like anywhere else Ain't like anywhere else Time to roll I'm all done Time we better hit the road. I got work later on. It's time I better hit the road. California's been good to me. Hope it don't fall into the sea. Sometimes you got to trust yourself.
Okie dokie. There was another another tune for you from the from the bedroom sessions or whatever the hell it's called. Home recordings. Home recordings. You know your favorite bedroom pop artist, Tom Petty. Um, <laughs> Elvis Presley, Alex G, Tom Petty. And uh, we're going to wrap it up here. But before we do, just want to uh, say it's a real drag to hear about um, the passing of someone in an adjacent uh, artistic and musical community from ours, but one that we definitely hung out in a lot. Kevin O'Meara passed away. Super duper RIP to him. Um, uh, I'm sure everyone will have something to say about this to a degree, but I'll go in with my little deal about it. Um, I wouldn't... I was only an acquaintance of his. We would say hi whenever we would see each other when I would visit Baltimore with Nathan and Enoch. Um, and he was definitely a part of uh, the the group of people that kind of like flipped my lid as far as when we first started going there and hanging out and discovering this kind of weirdo art freak scene. And I mean all those terms in the best way. And uh it, I definitely associate him with a very special kind of a formidable, formidable time of my life. And, uh, and uh, it's a real drag to hear that uh, he's gone. And uh, that's all I really wanted to say about that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know him. I didn't mean that to be super duper serious, but I was, it's like a, no, it was no, like a special got, time yeah. of my life. Yeah. I didn't know him super well, um, but, you know, I do love video hippos. I love that band. I loved watching that dude play drums. It was a bummer that I yeah. don't know what the fuck happened. Really, I guess I, I'm, I'll say I'm a little bit out of the loop on some things. I feel like, but um, at the same time, 
It just sucks when you see something like that. Like, he played that show with us right before COVID. He was playing with Ed Schrader, and he was playing with Dan Deacon at the Cradle, one of the last shows we played with Jenny Bazette's in February. And everybody seemed to be doing well. And, you know, it just sucks. It just fucking sucks. And he's, uh, you know, I've been listening to that Video Hippos record. It fucking holds up. It's really good. Yeah, it, it, um, so when I was living in Greenville, we were, we had first started having, like, house shows, which, like, only happened because we were, like, willing, and we had the largest living room, essentially. Like, it was basically the way our house was laid out, and we would, we had a co, I honestly can't recall some of the earlier shows, mostly local stuff, and then one time, Video Hippos came through, and we had no idea who they were or what anything was, and then... Jim and then Kevin played, and Kevin had a gas mask on, yeah, and played drums with the, and with the microphone. They the annihilated um, the microphones in the gas mask, and it was so amazing that we and everybody in the crowd just were like, "Like, you want to like do it again?" Like, I don't know. <laughs> and they did. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." So they just played the same <laughs> set again. Like we and I don't want to get too like. Um, overly whatever about it but like i can't obviously i'm not going to say the video hippos are like the reason i am that i work at a record store any of those things but i can say that i had never seen anything like that in my life and i sure as shit hadn't seen it from three feet away and i had never been in like like i'd been to a house show but i'd never seen like like a real thing yeah in that scene. And, and that was like how I learned that like there was like real things were happening and that you could be a part of them. And part of the way that I've like found, like, I don't, I don't make music. Um, and I don't want to <laughs> like, but like the, 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 um, I've seen a couple of, of videos, <laughs> the sort Bongo of like, drum I played three hours in a little bit of a percussionist, but um, <laughs> soon to be uh, playing drums for Paris uh, Motel Lounge. Well, you got to get more than that one drum, bud. Back to the memorial, so, but listen, um, can, my, my can wait here work. I, I, I like sort of found my place. Like I like being a part of this thing and finding like whatever it is that I like I do in it, and like I like a part of that is a direct result of sort of like that scene, obviously, and like that idea, which like. Kevin sort of embodied like he was the like him and the people like him who actually do it and actually risk it and actually sacrifice truly don't give a fuck to do what people think about it to do the thing like they for like literally pure artistic like expression and to know to and if you if and happen and then embrace it within their own community but have no other purpose like that's sort of like what attracted me to it and is certainly a part of what led me to where I am now. Um, not to make it about me, but like the idea, like trying to give an idea of his impact and like how much that can mean to someone and how important that can be. Um, so yeah, like I, I, without, you know, video hippos or even people like video hippos and therefore people like Kevin, like, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I think a lot of us wouldn't be doing what we're doing in the way that we do it. I think a lot of us learned from that scene and even just from those folks and that idea. Um, and it's just, you know, it, it's, it's when something like this happens, obviously it's very sad and then also very conflicting because of a certain amount of 
you know, when people are struggling with things and you like the idea of them being at peace with things, um, but that doesn't detract from the sadness of them no longer being here and how many people cared about them. But at least to be sure to know that it, like, it mattered and, like, how important it was and, and will be. And, you know, people like Kevin to keep doing that kind of thing and how worth it it is. Um, I don't know. It's very sad, very... Uh, but also, like Nathan said, I've been listening to it, and it. I I have no idea how these things work, um, but. You know, uh, yeah. To to, well, obviously, I I hope Kevin, you know, rest in peace to Kevin, literally, and then, to any of the Kevins out there, that kind of thing, like. It, it it's so hard and it's so difficult and to risk it and to do it and to sacrifice it means a lot to so many people even if it's not if you have the opportunity to let those people know um unfortunately sometimes it takes a thing like this to remind you of that and then if you are that kind of person i hope you know that people do appreciate that um and yeah uh just what a good and great thing it it was and that it will be missed or that he will be missed i should say not it but well, i think the only thing really was very touching enoch i was i'm shocked at how <laughs> no for sure i, <laughs> I mean open you just got I, I, it, it it's i, I thought i went too hard I can't describe. I mean, like, I, I, for for the listener, like, I can tell you, like, what I was wearing. I can tell you some of the people there in the crowd that night when that show happened. I know what my house looked like that night, and I know, like, I don't want to say turning point. I'm not trying to be like you know melodramatic, but it, like, it was one of those things where it was no longer the stuff that had been through before. It was like this whole another thing. Um, and it like opened, opened like, a, like my. They seemed like, like a real big old band. Like I was shocked when they didn't. I, like they, I, I this is stupid because it's just a stupid thing. But I, I remember they were. I think that they were the first band that I ever saw in any kind of way I, that I, in my memory, at least, that had a good pitchfork score at a time when that <laughs> felt very important. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh shit, they're about to be like popular. They're fucking like. This is crazy. How the fuck did they even band? get on there? Yeah, I remember just being like, what the fuck? Like, it must have been like, I mean, what I, year was that? That was a long time ago. I, this but. was 2000, I don't know, four maybe? I, well, I know that I was sitting on my couch and two random dudes showed up and I had no idea who they were. I knew that, like, our. Didn't our, smell our, great, but hey, what can you do? <laughs> our situation was so open that it was like, you know, just people rolled up and they're like, hey, what's up? We're, um, we're going to play here tonight. And I was like, cool. And like, where do we set up? And I was like, well, you know, it's about here. This couch will be out of the way, but like, you know, right about here, we'll see how it goes. And we hadn't, it, I, I can't tell you, we just had never seen anything like that before. Well, and the kooky part about that is like a band setting up in a video screen, in a projector screen behind them. That sounds, that doesn't sound crazy at all now. <laughs> like that sounds yeah, like, but oh yeah, you. make like a band would, would put a projection behind them. Like bands do that every show sometimes. But like for some reason at that time in the, early to mid 2000s it just wasn't something you saw a whole hell of a lot especially 
in your living room. Yeah, that that was the difference. Is that they and were, they were going for it as if they were like a big band, and I know that sounds corny and stuff. And they like no, it wasn't stripped down. They were doing their full like that. That this was their expression, and it was, and they just the best element for it happened to be in, in and, living uh, rooms. And it, but I, I, it was it was just such a big deal. I remember like looking around. We were all like, "What? Like holy? Like what the fuck is happening? Like we couldn't believe it." Yeah, and I I didn't live like I didn't live there, but I would hang out there a lot during that time period. And they were definitely like, we talked about them as if they were like, a, like a big band, but they I mean, clearly were not. Like as far as big bands go, they right. Yeah, was, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean they. If I recall, I believe Greenville, North Carolina, is, they were clearly is, something special. They stood on the on that album. I think we're in the thank yous that city. That's true. And I'm then, looking at the the credits right now. Like and it was. They were a part of, like, what I was trying to say, like, as heavy as what I said sounded, I really just meant, like, they were a part of a very important, like, one of the most important moment parts of my life, if I were to put it on a timeline, as far as, like, art and influence Mm -hmm. and, like, changing the whole way I looked at things. And, like, it's it's when the Future Islands dudes started meeting those Baltimore guys, just totally flipped my whole deal. I think it was Fartlow. And he was a big part of that, yeah. Yeah, the the idea of, I mean, he really true freaks in the best way. True freaks, and the idea of like, oh well, no, don't don't wait for someone to tell you to do it or to like just go do it. Like, I, that that isn't the way I grew up. That isn't the way I thought about things at all. I didn't think about the idea of like, oh, well, I'll just do this. Like that that was absolutely not in my my mind. Um, and and certainly being around folks and the town of Greenville allowing for that sort of thing. And certainly William being like um, a sort of not intimidate, well maybe intimidating actually, like William always knew. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I he mean, never didn't know, or was at least like, open to it. No, no, William knew. <laughs> William, like, like when we were in like seventh grade, was like buying four trucks. Oh, like, I, hey, see, I see. What I see. Let's what you do mean. a fucking record. Like he, this he is going to be. He always knew. Yeah. I get like, you. I get you. Like maybe not specific details, but he always. I knew. thought you meant like about bands coming, like. Oh no like, no 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 no! Like the idea of like what like I didn't I had no idea like what I was gonna do you know for lunch the I next see what day, you mean. let alone my future. But he always knew what he was gonna do, and yeah, yeah. I got you. And and living in that world, and then all of a sudden seeing it, and it was like so what so wait, and then realizing that like, oh you know actually like they're not like super people you know i'm i'm not the dumbest guy in the world I, you know i got a couple ideas and like well oh i i sort of like there is a spot here for me in this in this idea like in this place there there is something i could do that isn't like that could be helpful like that all stemmed from that scene and a lot of it stemmed from maybe not specifically that night but that was a big part of it of like actually seeing a thing that you loved that you had never i couldn't have ever foreseen out of the clear blue sky and then it becoming more, and then it becoming everything for in certain ways, and just I, I can't even. It, it's hard to totally describe because it, it, it's not just that that night. Obviously, it's that whole like time, but it 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 takes it it takes people like Kevin to do that, and um, and it is yeah. It's just a very very sad bummer that he is no longer with us. But you do hope that people know. Maybe people who knew then are reminded, and people who don't know will check it out, and people who want to want to do will be inspired to do that kind of thing. I think all of those things will happen. 
because you need all that. Song. Let's yeah, play a song. What's, what's, I think the only way to really bring us out of that is just play a video hippo song. Let's play. Let's play Tooth and Song. Call it a day. Maybe. What do you think about that? Just track one, side one. Do it. Unbeast, the leash, tooth sub from Video Hippos. Thanks, y'all. Peace. <laughs>